0: insist on sitting on my legs so shall i just start Yep. okay so right welcome to the i am danny b podcast where we talk movies a little bit of tv and spraff some other random shit in between i'm your host danny b or danielle whichever you prefer and i'm joined by my friend kevin holmes a fellow film fan and just general media enthusiast i think (laughs) um week to week we will cover different themes of movies we'll talk new we'll talk old and we'll also have some other guests on mainly we'll have our music session from sean willis where he will analyze and talk about the movies that or the music of the movies we talk about and also my friend elizabeth armor or lizzie actually um who will be looking at it probably from a more artistic point of view and we'll be doing a lot of different styles as well anything that we can think to cover i'm sure we'll find so hit me up on facebook as well just search i am danny b and drop me a line if there's anything in particular you want me to talk about review if you can't be bothered watching it yourself this will also be a probably mainly spoiler spoiler area worth yeah. everything I this week, anyway. yeah can't really do a good podcast without it being spoilers i think
1: yeah unless you're doing like the Sunday morning TV show like review, where it's just like thirty seconds of yeah,, oh, this person made it. This person's in it. I liked it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> go watch it. see for yourself. Yeah, this will not be that. <laughs> this will be us talking lots and lots of rubbish about things. <laughs> Christmas vibes all around. We've been watching some Christmas movies, some new ones. Uh, I wanted to look at the streaming platforms because, obviously, Cinemas are a no-go at the moment, and there's a lot of things coming out for places like Netflix, some for Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, the kind of bigger ones. And I just wanted to cover two new films, so one from Netflix, one from Disney Plus, and talk about what we liked about them, what we didn't like, and basically, is it a good Christmas movie? Are these movies that you would go back and watch maybe with your kids or just watch because it's a good movie that you enjoy, or are they just Rushed, not like kind of knockoffs because it's Christmas and they need to bring out a Christmas movie. So, we are going to start with Netflix and we're going to start with Jingle Jangle A Christmas Journey, not Tale because I kept writing Tale even though I saw it said Journey. Um, directed and written by David E. Talbot, and I think Matt Kevin has a wee bit of a summary for us about the movie. Okay.
1: Because, well, just because last week we sort of stumbled through the summaries, I was like, especially my one, my, my summary was awful. So I was like, I'm going to write them this <laughs> week. But I think I went too far.
0: <laughs> okay, well, we shall
1: see. <laughs> so, Jingle Jangle is the story of Geronicus Jangle, which, uh, I love the name yeah. Jeronicus. It's <laughs> is just that fun actually a name as well? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah,
0: it's
1: a nice name. It's cool. But, so, Geronicus is a steampunk inventor clad in an iron brew themed suit who can magically wield maths. His inventions are legendary and his store is packed with customers. Despite his success though he's about to create something even more amazing. A tiny talking narcissistic clockwork matador. Just what every child wants. However, disaster strikes when the Matador convinces Geronicus' assistant to betray him, stealing the new creation along with his book of designs. This betrayal, along with the death of his wife, sends Geronicus into a spiral, pushing his daughter away and converting the store into a pawn shop. Things are even worse than they sound for Geronicus as he's continually sele- sexually harassed by a postwoman and the bank is calling out his debts on Christmas Day, because bank managers can never re- like, resist dramatic tension. Meanwhile, his equally brilliant granddaughter, Journey, is determined to finally meet her legendary grandfather and convinces her mother to let her go. After some convincing of Jeronicus, she weasels her way into the shop and almost immediately corrects some of his work, showing off her math-bending prowess and endearing herself to her estranged grandfather. We check in on Jeronicus' uh, ex-assistant Gust- Gustafsson, is that his name? Astersen. Anyway, um, <laughs> who has been getting rich off of the designs he stole stole for years, but now he has to convince people to buy his own work. The unveiling is a disaster, and one of the buyers is injured. Gustavson and the Matador go back to the old formula that worked for so long, stealing things from Geronicus. Journey and Jangle's new assistant Edison discover that what Jangle has been working on uh, a robot called the Buddy Three Thousand. They install the final piece in the robot that Jangle has been working on, and. Uh, that finds out that the the robot works, only faltering when Geronicus hears the commotion and comes upstairs. So he walks in, and suddenly the robot's not working. Seeing his new invention lifeless, after a moment of hope that was um, hope that it was working, upsets Geronicus once again. He yells at Journey because why not? And uh, going into his best attempt at a his song, he looks back at the disappointment that his life has been. The next night, Gustafsson puts his plan into motion and steals Buddy, taking him back to his factory. Which is like like an evil like an evil Willy Wonka factory basically. Uh, Journey discovers Buddy is missing when she finds Edison tied to a table after he failed to stop the theft. The pair decide to recover the robot and hitch a ride in the back of the possibly homicidal but definitely should be cancelled postwoman Miss Johnson. Um, they quickly find Buddy and begin their daring escape from the factory, starting a fire in the process and then a- setting off a big fan somehow. I, I even went back and watched that. I don't really understand why the big fan starts spinning.
0: I didn't
2: get
1: that either. Yeah. The big fans start spinning in front of their only exit. And Jangle, again, I I don't understand how he discovered this, but Jangle figures out where they've gone. Uh, Jangle has discovered their plan and arrived at the factory to help them. The kids are in a tough spot, but through the power of maths and a little help from Buddy, they escape and return to Jangle's workshop, but Buddy's damaged in the process. That evening, while Jangle is trying to repair Buddy, Jessica, his daughter, returns to the shop to take Journey home early. The pair hash it out and reconcile the differences and work together through the night to fix the robot, just just in time for Gustafson to return with the police and claim the robot as his own. However, his plan is thwarted by Journey, who marked the documents with invisible ink. Gustafson is arrested, the matador switched off, and the Django family reunited, and Buddy is a huge success. Did I miss anything?
0: No. No, I, I will say though, I think I remember vaguely, um, Geronica's, does he not see the poster? Like when he with uh, journey, is that it? I'm sure like he sees the poster that's like Gu- Gustafus Gusterson has the buddy. Is like right. just about to unveil Buddy, and he goes, "Aha!" Like she's gone to go and get yeah. Buddy back. I think I'm sure I remember yeah. that.
1: When I, when I was writing up, and I was like clicking back and forth, and like I just couldn't figure it out how he suddenly realised where they'd yeah.
0: gone. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, the fan bit though, I can't. I can't really remember the fan bit. I did remember I was kind of watching it, and yeah. like. It was a fire. The last thing you want to do is give it oxygen. <laughs> I was like, why yeah. are they putting this giant wind tunnel? I was like, I don't understand. But yeah, that was a bit weird. Yeah. So, yeah. what were our thoughts then on Jingle Jangle?
1: Um, It's, it's not a Christmas film? No, it's really that, not. That was, <laughs> it's, it's not a, a Christmas journey? What was it called? A
0: Christmas journey, yeah. And I was like, yeah. where is the Christmas in this? Apart from the fact that they'd thrown some cheap fake snow about i was like yeah where's the christmas (laughs) i didn't understand i
1: I actually thought like at the end of it like if anything marketing this as a christmas film hurts it rather than helps it because if this wasn't a christmas film i would almost i'd think oh maybe i'll I'll watch that but i'm not gonna pick it over other christmas Christmas yeah i don't i'm maybe getting ahead of ahead of ourselves by saying that right from the off but
0: well well let's let's change tack then I didn't yeah. know it was a musical, but I felt that the music did suit the tone of the movie. I did get it. I liked the music. But at the same time, I don't know if this was just me or if it was my TV was playing up or whatever, but the first song, when it's like young Jeronicus and he's talking about how he's he's going to now, like he's going to change everything. He's finally going to get everything that he's wanting. There was, I'm sure there's a moment where like the lip sync wasn't quite there
1: and no, I, I, I do not notice that but it doesn't mean it wasn't I don't know I,
0: I, maybe it was me but I also just kind of felt like there was bits of it that just didn't make sense there was some songs in it that were like really really good and mm. I, the girl or not the girl the woman that plays Jessica um, and I'm gonna say her name right because i feckin love her um it's yeah it's Annika Nona Rose. So she is an amazing singer. She has, her biggest kind of thing for me, because I'm Disney nuts if nobody's noticed, is the Princess and the Frog. She was Princess Tiana. She's done lots of really good movies, lots of good TV. And I was really like excited to see her in this. And I was like, yes, really like this woman. She's got an amazing voice. And her best, the best bit in the film for me was the song where she was coming back. And that was the only time she really sang. And I was like, you could have done so much more with her. She could have had so much more of a part in the movie. The whole, I understood that they were trying to tell it from the point of view of Journey. And it's like, it's a kid's movie. So it has to be told by the point of view of a kid. But I feel like the mum should have been there. There should have been more about the storyline between her and the dad. And like them reconciling. And that song that she sang as she was going back. I was like that's the song of the movie
1: that's like the mm. best song of the movie for me yeah i mean like for me like i mean the first like five minutes of the film i was just like oh so this is just like a vaguely christmasy greatest showman yeah
0: yeah that's probably a good way of and describing
1: like, it <laughs> and like for me like i wasn't a huge fan of the I'd, I'd actually say i was maybe a bigger fan of the music in this than like i was I wasn't a big fan of the music in greatest showman <sighs> What I liked about Greatest Showman was, like, I think they're good pop songs, I just don't think they're good musical songs. Yeah, so. that's
0: very true, and the re rewrite or the redo of the whole album, I can't listen mm. to it, because it literally made me realise that they were just great pop songs. And I was like, yeah. oh no, it's killed the story! I'm like, no, can't listen to that! <laughs> so whenever they come on the radio, yeah. I'm like, change! But anyway, sorry.
1: Yeah, when I... When I came out of Greatest Showman, I remember, I was just thinking, well, that wasn't musical, that was a danceical because the, the choreography was immense. Okay. But, uh, but this one, it was just, like, they were doing, like, Greatest Showman slash Newsies style stuff, where there was, people are just doing flips for no fucking reason.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, some of the dancing was a bit, like, I, I really didn't get the bit with the snowball fight. I got it, but it just yeah. didn't feel right. <laughs> like, like yeah. the the street dancing, I, I, and they were like in Victorian clothes, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I just
1: hadn't quite. Yeah, get that. yeah, the, yeah. The whole thing just a vaguely Christmassy Greatest Showman kind of knockoff yeah. for the most part. I, I like I, I kind of made fun of his one song, um, when he gets angry at Johnny and Edison being like a lay Mis style song. Yeah. I actually quite liked that, oh, I, I and I think that. that I like that song and um, the one like thing where it's like oh yeah fuck like Forest Whitaker is like an amazing actor yeah. it was like because he's just kind of he's just kind of in this kind of, he's kind of sleepwalking his way through he it really for the can't. most part to be honest but like there's the bit where he just like sh- I think I wrote it down even he, like he shouts at Journey will you listen to me or something like that before he goes into the song and there, there was just a moment where I was like oh yeah fuck he's an amazing actor yeah. like that was just really well acted two lines
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I quite like um, Keegan Michael Key, and Key Key. See, see, this is why I need IMBD in front of me all the time. Uh, but I really like him. I think he's a really good comedy actor, mm. and I know he's a mm. good singer. Um, oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, like
1: I, I, can't remember. I mean, he was fine in the movie. I just, I didn't realise that was like a known thing about.
0: Yeah, him. no, no. I, I've, I have can not even think. I just knew. I don't know why. I think he performed on a program, and I was like, oh, you can sing. Okay, fair enough. Um, mm. but he yeah he's a good singer and i really liked his song as well and i remember i specifically wrote when i was watching it keegan is a delight because he just does he's just like he's a fun actor and he's he was good in the role i really didn't like ricky martin like is the matador like i just didn't like that Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) no i just i really didn't like that i loved the little animation though not I thought the CGI yeah. was pretty rubbish, but I liked the animations, like where the grandmother oh, like this... was telling the story. I, I liked them. I thought they were quite cute. Yeah,
1: yeah that, that was a bit I missed out of my 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 whole recap, where like this whole thing is being told by like a grandmother reading from a weird little like steampunk clockwork yeah. book to her grandchildren. Where her like her, her granddaughter upset, and there's no reason. I don't understand why she's upset. But anyway, yeah, I
0: didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it was. I feel like some of the parts of the story were quite rushed. So, talking about, Hmm. like, the sexual assault, like, with Mrs. Johnson and, and, like, God...
1: Mrs. Johnson (laughs) just (laughs) falls.
0: I mean, I didn't think it was sexual assault. I thought she was quite a funny character, but the problem with the role, when you kind of look at it, when you look back at it, she's literally there just to be, like, funny and, and not necessarily in a good way, because... Hmm. poor wee forest whittaker is just trying to like chill along and be like a ghost and she's just i don't know there was just bits of it like i did laugh at her sometimes but it was looking back at it it was one of these things where it was like it's kind of uncomfortable like you you don't have to right. do that and like i did like the, the singing though and the guy the, the, the three guys that seemed to follow her about hmm. and then forest whittaker's but at the very end when it's like you really are a band like i don't know that just made me <laughs> giggle i really like yeah. that <laughs>
1: That was a question I had about this movie. Does that mean that all of the singing is, like, diegetic? Like, is all of the singing actually happening? Is everybody aware that they're singing? You know
0: what? I think you could probably argue that poor Geronicus is just stuck in this fucking world where he's like, why do people keep bursting into song? I just want to work. And then it's, oh, hang on, I now need to have a ballad. Okay, I will sing as well. Like, yeah, you could probably argue that. Because he does seem to be, like, the only one that picks it up. Like, he's the only one that kind of goes, oh, why? why are you dancing and singing? So yeah, he's probably... Yeah,
1: because I, I think the, the first time those three guys pop off, he was just like, oh, backing yeah. dancers. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, he specifically yeah. says, like, a backing dancers? <laughs> like, what? Um, I also thought Hugh Bonneyville was a bit weird. Like, just him popping up occasionally. Like mm-hmm. ah, it's the guy from Downton Abbey. Like, why are you here? Yeah. But of course, it's like
1: he just walked. He just wandered off with the set of like yeah. a new Scrooge film. Yeah, he just <laughs>
0: he he just grew out his whiskers from like Downton Abbey and then put on a fancy <laughs> coat, um, or a fancier coat, and um, and of course he played like he was. So he's British. Of course he played the the person with the money. Of course he worked for the bank. Like it was such mm. a a stereotypical thing to do and i was like yeah of course <laughs> yeah. The,
1: yeah the upper class english villain
0: yeah well he wasn't a villain he was a nice man but he was he still worked yeah, with the money he, <laughs> i
1: mean he didn't have to call in on christmas
0: <laughs> well did he though was he not like the stooge of the bank actually that's a good point
1: no maybe yeah. But
0: anyways, so yeah i think like overall i don't know do you think it was helped by the fact that it was a musical like
1: i think so i don't really think like i don't think the story held up to be on its own yeah personally like if you actually, like if you just break down the story it's, it's fairly like i don't know there's not that much going on really
0: mm.
1: making it a musical at least added a little something yeah. to it
0: the the music i did, i mean like yeah some of the songs were better than others but the songs weren't bad they were good songs and like so they were written by john legend
2: Oh, yeah not. Yeah, so. yeah and
0: yeah. he he didn't write the music like for the film but he, they were written by like the songs were written by him and someone else but um or three other people actually but yeah i don't know it just I, th- I think overall it was pretty disappointing and if you want to look at it as a christmas movie it's it's not really a christmas movie i think they've kind of set it up as a christmas movie because they know that that's where the like the money goes like at that time of year like every, like oh it's a new christmas movie people will watch this but it's not really a christmas movie
1: no like they would have taken almost like i don't even, they even like other than saying the money's due by christmas like there's maybe two other references to christmas and it's a bit snowy yeah like it would have taken almost no rewrites to make it not a christmas yeah
0: movie. they could have set it in the height of summer and it really wouldn't have made any difference
1: yeah like like, like i said i think if anything like making it a christmas film hurts it because you'd maybe just go oh yeah that was a musical that was fun it was like a kid's adventure film some nice like wee animations and things maybe i'll chuck that on but like at christmas i don't think you're just gonna chuck that on you're gonna go back to either your old favorites or or the new thing that's called it and, so it's out by making it a Christmas film because they've got to get that initial... Like, a lot of people are going to watch it this uh-huh. year. How many people are going to watch it next exactly.
0: year? Exactly. And I think because, obviously, you've got so many new things that come out at Christmas, like, you do. You, like, the, the the clues in the title, If you're usually if you're looking for a good Christmas movie, like, to be fair, a lot of the good Christmas movies don't actually have Christmas in the title. Um, but, like, if you're looking for a Christmas movie, you do tend to go back to ones that specifically say... Like oh this is a Christmas movie, and yeah it really just wasn't that. <laughs> it just was yeah, yeah. a vaguely interesting story. The music was fun, and yeah, <laughs> like it had Forest yeah, Whitaker like, in it <laughs> and Annika uh, Nona Rose. That was it. That was it for me. <laughs>
1: yeah, like then there's like, like again like I said there's things about it I quite like like I like the the design of the book and we keep mentioning the wee animations of like the wee stick figures yeah. and stuff, the wee dolls. And I, the see the machine at the start that makes the matador? Yeah. Um, and this might be, like, a left-field reference because few people that I reference this film do actually know what I'm talking about. It really made me think of Santa Claus the movie. Not the Santa Claus. Santa Claus the movie with Dudley Moore. Um, Yeah. and
0: I've seen
1: that years ago. Like, yeah. It was just... I don't know why. I didn't have seen that a lot as a kid and then I watched it recently. I was like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> but it had a similar vibe in the technology to that but i guess it's because it's that kind of like steampunk vibe yeah i think
0: Um. speaking about that machine actually so the whole first song when you actually think about it there was quite a lot of not plot holes but kind of plot redundancies because Mm. so at the beginning of the movie he gets this package and we don't know what it is we never find out what this is this thing that he gets sent to him.
1: It's uh it's Ricky Martin content.
0: Yeah, like is that what it actually says?
2: I, 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 was, it say, it. I was
0: like, I <laughs> miss this, this, Jesus. And, like we never find out what it is. He puts it into this machine, it makes Ricky Martin, and then you're just mm. like, Oh, so we're gonna go back to this. This'll be what'll bring the little Wally robot because it looked like Wally. It was Wally to me. Um so mm. it, it's gonna bring Wally to life. We never see this machine again. Even when Journey goes up into the attic, she like peeks under the curtain and that's it. And I just felt like it was a bit yeah, it just felt a bit redundant. Like there were and there was quite a yeah. few moments like that. Where they kinda of brought in things and then they didn't really follow through. It was definitely yeah. not check off guns, if that's what it's called. Like they were definitely not yeah. that. <laughs>
1: I would I wouldn't be surprised if the script for this was quite rushed to maybe try and get out this year or something yeah. because it does feel like there's a lot of potholes. Yeah. And it feels like the film could have been a lot better than it ended up mm. being. Like there's just go co- like I mean I'm a steampunk fan. I would like I would have been really into that, but and some of the like the set design is really yeah. fun i know there's a lot of cool things going on in it but it doesn't really come together in anything
0: the costumes were amazing like i loved all the costumes Mm. and i loved the look of all the characters and i I don't know why but i really loved like the little cogs in journey's hair i thought that was really great Mm. but then at the same time i feel like that was like a conscious like thing like a fashion thing that she'd done because it was like she had her hair like a weird little mohawk so when it was like she was an old woman and she was telling her kids and she clearly had, like, like weave or dreads and, and it was like they were hiding under it. And I was like, why? Why, why have yeah. you never taken them out of your hair? I don't understand. And,
1: yeah, that ended up being a weird Yeah, thing. that was a bit I strange. don't really get that as a reveal.
0: Yeah. yeah, I felt like they rushed quite a lot of it and you could tell. And that... I was also... My first thought at the very end of the movie when, like... Geronicus has moved in clearly moved into Gusterson's like massive factory. He's just kinda went, Oh well he's in jail now, we'll take this place. Um clearly. <laughs> and they were like, Let's go and visit him and I was like, How is he still alive? How old is he? Yeah. Like if she's an old woman, <laughs> how on earth is he still alive? But yeah.
1: this. it's also like I, I kinda think if they're just taken out the stuff, they they're taken out that those that, that beginning bit and end bit and it, even if you just had it like you could still have the book bits and just have the whole like mysterious narrator yeah. reading a book and just taking out those bits because it makes absolutely no sense at the end when they're like oh and Jeronicus jangle is your grandfather look there's his factory right outside your window <laughs> and you presumably the reason that we own this giant mansion <laughs> like, how do these 10-year-olds not know that <laughs> this like, is where the money comes from secret? in the whole family business?
0: Like, well, no, they can't know. They can't know that Jeronica's jangle is their great-grandfather. No, no, no. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, that was a bit weird. Because didn't he get it wrong at the end of the movie as well? I'm sure, like, the wee boy says, wait, so he's our great-great-grandfather. And I'm like, well, no, because if she's your grandmother, am I being stupid I think it would, be... it would just be great No, It would be great
1: great wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be great, great? So, mm. so, yeah. So Jo, Jer- so Journey's definitely had a kid who's had a kid, and it was grandfather. So,
0: yeah, great, great. All right, that's fine then. Because I was, th- I was, I was thinking, wait a minute, is that not wrong? I was like, you can't even get that right. But no, it's just me being stupid. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs>
1: that's it. I ended up feeling bad for because Gust- stuff at the end. As much as he was like a prick he was he was like led astray by the matador he
0: was i i feel like he like they made him i didn't even really see a proper trailer for this movie i think i saw like a quick advert for it on like netflix not netflix on facebook or something and like they make him look like the villain and i don't know if the matador was maybe like a very last minute thing because he's not even in the trailer.
1: I, I knew nothing about this film. You just said, watch this film, and I watched
0: yes. it.
1: <laughs> I didn't know it existed. You
0: get to pick the next movies. So.
1: <laughs> um, oh, like, like, literally, when you, when you typed out Jingle Jangle, I was like, is that a real film? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah,
0: it doesn't sound like... I was explaining it to people, and, um, like, that I know, like, at work and things, and they were like, Jing- Jingle Jangle? And trying to say to, like, one of my, my friends who's Finnish, like, oh so, you know, it's what bells do. And she was like, what? <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs>
1: What else was he going to say? Oh, wait, were you... I feel like I interrupted a point you were making there.
0: Um, If you were, I can't remember. About Gustafsson and the Matador being added last minute. They kind of made him look... They made him look like a big villain in the advert. And obviously the Matador... I don't know if it was like a conscious thing. Like, they wanted to hide him, like, until the very end. Mm -hmm. Or if it was just the case that they've kind of added this in. But I totally agree what you were saying. Like, he wasn't really... He was just a bit of an imbecile, and then it was the usual thing of like power, like ultimate power corrupts ultimately, because obviously he became so rich and famous because of like his theft, but yeah, Ricky Martin is, is like, I literally I, that was another thing that I wrote like I only wrote a couple of notes about this movie but <laughs> when, when they introduced you to his character and then suddenly he was like distraught that they were going to make like a million of them, he was mm. and like they were like, me? A million of me? I was like evil doll question mark really i was like really (laughs) i just yeah i found that really weird i mean there's an
1: alternate there's an alternate halloween version of this film where they do make a million of the matador
0: (laughs) oh god yeah (laughs) (laughs) you could talk about uh, Uh, like horror not horror movie well yeah you could talk about like christmas movies as ultimates as well we need to maybe Maybe try and squeeze in something about, like, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. That's, like, a body mm-hmm. horror movie. But anyway, uh, so...
1: That's true. I Never thought about that. Um, but yeah, I, I do th- I think she was funny and she was well-acted, but I do think the postwoman, Miss Johnson, is the true villain of the film. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Her constant contrary, harassment yeah. <laughs> of Jeronicus. And then I said, possibly a homicidal postwoman, there is a line that I wrote down where she is, like in our post van that the kids jump into oh, I think and uh, she good. says i nearly only killed one person yeah, today yeah, yeah. which means that she killed at least two people today and possibly more than that
0: <laughs> yeah she was a bit yeah i felt like she was a bit of a redundant character i think she was somebody that you would chuckle at when you're watching the movie but when you actually walk away from it you're like really <laughs> yeah she was a bit weird and uncomfortable it's just, it's just to pure. watch <laughs> it's just pure insane yeah, it just, yeah. Um,
1: there's some amazing singing performances in the film oh though. yes like,
0: definitely and um, i didn't know actually forrest whitaker did quite well if we're talking Lame he's certainly done better than russell crowe <laughs> so yeah <laughs> like so yeah he was pretty good i didn't know you could sing i was like oh that's quite nice <laughs> yeah
1: like like if any of the songs from this like show up on like a spotify playlist i'm not gonna be mad about yeah, it yeah
0: yeah like but it's kind of it is kind of like the greatest showman it's a bit it's not as bad as the greatest showman because you're 100 percent right like all of those songs out of context are just great pop music but there mm. are there's kind of shades of that in the music but i don't know if that's deliberate because obviously mm. the great showman was such a hit and you just want to go okay well could i listen to this or do you want this to be something that people would kind of go oh this is a good song from a good album rather than mm-hmm. like having to listen to it as a story
1: yeah, I quite like the, the the music was quite varied. There's a lot of different styles that she quite yeah. liked. Like, the, wee, the wee girl's got like a really good, like the journey. She's got a really good voice. Is she Broadway?
0: I don't know, actually. I know it's one of her first but, I mean, major I just, roles.
1: I just assumed because she had like Broadway face for the whole film.
0: I don't know. I, I don't, Where it
1: was like, no, like if you, I mean, you know better than me, but when you're stage acting, like you need to be a bit bigger. Yeah. So she just constantly had this like huge smile when she was singing and stuff yeah. like that, which I uh, felt like oh that's very coached and feels very like staged. Yeah.
0: And there was quite a few moments in the movie as well, like especially like the moments where she kind of like was hu- like hugging Geronicus and um, when she was running about with Einstein and uh, was it Einstein? Yeah. Like there there was yeah I kind of get your meaning. Edi- Edison. Edison. <laughs> Ed Einstein. <laughs> uh, like but Edison was kind of the same but that was another thing i didn't mm. quite understand why was there muddled accents so some were american and some yeah, were yeah. english like i really didn't get what? that i was like wait, so wait where's this supposed know. to be I was like,
1: uh, yeah also i wondered where they filmed it because i mean obviously it was a set for the most part but there was one bit of journey running down the street where I was like oh is that actually filmed in the shambles in york and i meant to look it up because it just looked exactly like it know. but anyway sorry no but it might so some of the actors might be
0: yeah it might because the certainly mrs johnson she certainly gave me like broadway west end vibes. i don't know Mm. if she is but she i totally get what you mean with some of them doing it where you can kind of tell like forrest whitaker and keegan michael key yeah they they're very much like i'm now singing in this movie this is my first time doing something like this whereas like even Mm. when you watch like professionals i've been doing things like that for years like hugh jackman who's been on the West End well not the West End, sorry, he's been on Broadway. And hmm. but then you watch him do movies like The Greatest Showman and things, he doesn't oversell it in The Greatest Showman. Like mm-hmm. you can tell he's just a really good actor. And I'm not saying that the like Journey or Mrs Johnson or anybody like that aren't good actors. But it felt they felt very much like they were on a stage. Like rather mm-hmm. than it yeah. being like a realistic element for the movie. Like that everybody was yep. just bursting into the song. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's an odd weird mix of like stage and film acting and Yeah. Should we go into final thoughts? Or... Yeah,
0: final thoughts I think. I think that's probably yeah, as much as I would say about the movie. <laughs> so final thoughts for me it was alright. <laughs> like, I mean it was it was very much a if you were looking at it as just a normal movie, you could watch it any time of the year. The fact that they vaguely knock on Christmas makes no difference to the movie. If you're just looking for a nice family, friendly musical with good music, yes, it's a good movie, but not a Christmas movie. So I would probably give it six six out of ten. I'd probably say
1: six out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean i, I largely agree with your assessment is could yeah, it's kind of like a fun family adventure, but like, is there's so many elements of it that, like, I should really like and they are cool, but it just, it doesn't come yeah, together. it certainly into, like, doesn't cohesive, come together. Like, maybe if they'd spent, like, an extra sort of year workshopping it, I don't know. Or, or maybe Netflix got too involved in ruined the original version. I don't know. Something went wrong in this project. Something
0: went wrong, yes. And unfortunately, um, the way that things are going with Netflix, it's looking like it's usually Netflix's fault.
1: Yeah. But anyway. But I, I don't know. I'd probably give it, like, a five. Yeah. Like, straight in the middle of the road. And for reference, at the moment, it's got a six and a half on IMDb. Oh, okay. Which feels high to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I gave it a six. I didn't go too far. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on to... Oh, sorry. Uh, we're going to now interlude with our Christmas advert an- analysis with Kevin. Yeah. So what are we getting this year for our Christmas adverts? I have seen basically Tell us.
1: So I'm not really... I don't think I'm going to explain a lot of them. I'm just going to give you my thoughts on them. <laughs> Because basically, I just went through and watched it but Because for the last month, Charlotte and I have been watching an obscene amount of Taskmaster on uh, 4.0. O- oh, sorry. What's it called now? For more 4?
0: Oh,
1: yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it used to be 4.0D. D. I think it's More 4 now. Um, and so we've been watching the same five Christmas adverts over there, <laughs> <laughs> which made me really hate one all of right. them. Um, So then I just went through and I was like, all right, let's see what the other ones What's going on with the other ones? It turns out. F- they're not showing any of the good ones on Morpho. <laughs> but yeah. So we've got the Asda one. Which is just a standard it's Asda a standard standard That's all advert. it is. Yeah. It's just it's just an advert and they're just getting go on Christmas. And then he's put some mental Asda Christmas lights on his on his yeah. house.
2: Our-
0: which
1: if somebody in your street did that, that's fucking mental. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: just that would just give me like horrible flashbacks. <laughs> from when I worked yeah, yeah. there. <laughs> I'm like, Ooh.
1: yeah. So that's, again, a that two out of five. Yes. Um, I mean, I mean, it's got, it's, it's got, uh, I almost give it points for just being an advert, whereas a lot of these are like, like, they weren't as bad this year, but in the past, it's just been a straight up short film, and then they've just gone, like, Eminem. <laughs> <at the end.
0: laughs> that's tr- I think everybody's uh, just trying to do John Lewis, basically.
1: Yeah. So I, didn't, I didn't even see that. Did John Lewis do one they this show? They
0: have year? and actually I've not seen it on TV.
1: Because I, I didn't I, see it. Like I actually looked up a list and they did not mention the John Lewis. So one. I
0: don't know if you would strictly call it a Christmas advert but I was actually in John Lewis not that long ago and I was <laughs> standing at a TV and they kept playing this advert on loop and it, it's. I think their slogan something like a love for change or something like that i can't remember something to do with uh that. wait okay i
1: think i maybe watched the john lewis one and then it said Waitrose at the end also oh, it's
0: like so because they own right. Waitrose. it's like yes. it's john lewis and partners so yeah it's actually yeah. a pretty snazzy oh, really? yeah okay. so sorry <laughs> uh,
1: yeah i actually liked it i gave this one like four yes. stars it's
0: really <laughs> good i quite like all the different like- animations. yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, I liked it. It goes through all your classics, you know. It's got like a, like the American ones where it's like a year without Santa. It's got that kind of style, yeah. and then it's got like your the snowman and there's, there's like a Charlie and Lola bit. Isn't yeah, there? and yeah, it just gonna go through all the and it's like a nice weird. Uh, well, it's a nice message, right? But then at the end, it gets weirdly existential, and it's like an infinite loop of kindness because <laughs> the wee girl helps him at the start, and then that starts off the chain of everybody being helped. Mm-hmm. And then the wee girl ends up getting helped by that and then gets off the bus and helps him with the ball.
0: Oh yeah!
1: So it's almost like, I don't know, like a run Lola run thing where it's like are they just stuck in this infinite loop of being nice to each <laughs> other which is kind of nightmarish when you think about it. <laughs> I really liked, because uh, it kind of jumps with animation and occasionally live action and I liked how you had the wee claymation ginger child getting a haircut and then it cuts to like a live action version of the claymation <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot because quite often you watch Claymation and then you try and imagine the real version of that person and it's like horrific. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, waitress. I like that one. Um, Sainsbury's weren't quite indie with their ones. Have you seen Sainsbury's ones? Oh, don't think I have actually. So, I actually think Sainsbury's has played it quite well because everybody's kind of thinking, oh, are are all the supermarkets going to go overboard with like the oh, it's been a shit year kind of thing. And like, Sainsbury's have kind of managed to capture this year's you've only really interacted with the people that you like for phone calls. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously it's been like Facebook Messenger and Zoom and all that kind of stuff. But it's basically just like, there's like three of them and it's just family members calling each other and talking about their Christmas plans. And then they put like sort of home, like movie kind of things over it of like past Christmases. Aww. And for me, it works really well, personally. <laughs> um, it's just, it's like... I know it's just nice it's like they've 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 just like they've just like hit the mark for me of like capturing what this year feels like without hitting you over the head with it like like it could have come out last year it's just a bit more poignant this year kind of yeah and then it also I mean it doesn't mean help for me that like the what's it called it's called portions which is all about like like the dad has died recently and the dad was a big christmas fan which my dad died a few years ago and he was a big christmas fan so that kind of like hit me right in the right in the feels and then the la- like one of the other ones is all about how amazing the post Christmas sandwich is, which is absolutely correct. That's the best thing about Christmas is the next day making a sandwich out of all the leftovers. <laughs> you know, you chuck some chicken on or turkey ter- chuck some turkey on there, some stuffing on there, put a chip on your sandwich. Mm. Why the fuck not? It's the best sandwich Krabble of the year sauce. That. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. oh, you've lost me.
0: What? You lost oh, me. Oh no, I love cranberry sauce. I don't I don't
1: want, I don't want I don't want your uh, sandwich. No. <laughs> Lovecraft. Sorry. and then the weird i actually meant to look this up because i was only vaguely aware of it where a lot of people got upset about one of the sainsbury's adverts seemingly because there's black people in it i don't know like i might be missed like i might not be stating the the upset with it enough but i watched all three of them i knew people were upset about the adverts and i don't understand why anybody's upset about the adverts 'Cause there's three of the like if it is a black people thing, like even there there's three of them and only one of them like has a black family in it. The the other two is like the whitest families you've ever seen.
0: Oh, God. I think at this point of yeah. the year now it's just yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So weirdly a big fan of the Sainsbury's ones. And I used to work there and I hate the company. Yeah.
0: Well, so. <laughs> you have you have fuzzy feelings. I definitely didn't enjoy the Azda one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no yeah no that was bad um there's a sports direct one fuck sports direct, yes, fuck sports was, direct Yeah, yeah <laughs> like half a star i guess um m&s ones are just they're just actually food porn yeah, yeah. it's just it's just slow motion images of food with like various female actresses talking in a low sultry yeah. voice over them i'm
0: sure um, um, i'm sure michael sheen's done one this year though <laughs> which bit, oh, is sure it? Oh, done, oh no
1: like, yeah there was a michael sheen and
0: i'm like cheese yeah. okay
1: I mean, okay. Well, there's all okay. We've also got there our our male actor talking in a low sultry voice over some cheese. Um, if anything, I'd actually give them bonus points because it's the only one of all the the adverts that made me want to go buy things from the shop. <laughs> <laughs> and really, that's what an advert should yeah. do. <laughs> I shouldn't be reviewing your advert for its filmmaking.
0: <laughs> well, if we talk about it in that sense, I definitely don't need a sofa. But every time I see a DS, D, DFS advert, I get all warm and fuzzy because it's Wallace and Gromit. So they've <laughs> got <laughs> <laughs> their new one. It's like, um, it's their Christmas one is like Wallace and Gromit g- turning up at people's door. And rather than doing carol singing, he's, as usual, Wallace has built this ridiculous machine. And it, it's like sheep that, like, go on little keys and rather than it making noise like a piano it's like little buzz and it like sing it <laughs> sings them like wish you a merry christmas or something. and then gromit mm. looks in the window and he sees like the family sitting on the couch and he's like "Oh!" and then it cuts and wallace and gromit have invited themselves into this family's house and they're all sitting having a cup of tea and i'm like oh it's wallace and gromit <laughs> like, that's, and it makes me want to go buy a sofa so there you go that's advertising <laughs>
1: I'd like to see you try and crab myself into your bedroom. <laughs> uh, Argos, I actually quite like Argos' one. That was the first one I think I saw. Oh this yeah, year. I've seen that one. That's quite cute. Yeah. So, yeah, the kids with the magic show. I like how the living room slowly turns into a wee yeah. Theater. I just I just like the aesthetic of that. Um, where it's just all the people and like the Wii boxes and yeah. stuff. It's a cute wee Ad. There's like nice tricks and stuff. Um the big drawback, I would give it like three and a half or four stars. But it opens up with, like, the Argos book and, like, circling all the things you want, which I definitely did as a oh, child. That was, like, yeah, my Christmas list was just, Argos here are now. all the things I want. Santa. <laughs> all of the Christmas.
0: Um, Every time I see an Argos yeah. book, though, I just think of Bill, ba- Bill Bailey's joke. Like, the demonated uh, yeah. Book think... of Dreams. <laughs> and I think which, it's actually think... called Book of Dreams now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which I think I mean, I think that's what a lot of this advert is based around because yeah. I don't know it's like Matt, but haven't they announced that they're getting rid of the catalog? There's not going to be like a physical catalog anymore.
2: They can't do that. <laughs>
1: yeah, which the advert is all based like it opens up on the catalog and my childhood memories of the catalog, <laughs> like, and they've just scrapped it this I mean, year. I've so
0: funny. Kids,
1: bad timing. kids
0: still look at that catalog. That's the whole reason you have one.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, what are you doing? Making bookmarks. Oh like, bullshit. Yeah. Amazon. Which really the whole, is the one with the ballet, the ballerina. It's I like, like, ballet I like dancer. the
0: aesthetic of that. I really enjoyed that. But <laughs> I'm a giant ballet fan as you know, so. Yeah.
1: I don't I don't like ballet, so I was like, fuck ballet. <laughs> fuck Amazon. <laughs> all, all it did was make me remember that Amazon has made a lot of money this year because of the pandemic. That's all it made me think of.
0: Yeah, I missed that whole thing about the guy. I was like, oh no, but Amazon is so quick and easy. I was like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: help uh, aldi i think i've mi- like i've missed the whole boat on kevin the cadet <laughs> and uh and my I've, my whole life i've been taunted by my name because <laughs> because we've got uh we we've got kevin from home alone so we've got screaming kevin uh when well, we've got as as i got older we had kevin and Patty, so there was people just saying i'm not your slave to me <laughs> um <laughs> and then as I reached adulthood, people forgot about Kevin and Perry. I'm too old for the Kevin from Home Alone shit. Then we got Kevin the Carrot. Oh, actually, between Kevin and Perry and Kevin the Carrot, we had the Kev Bev adverts. It was I can't even remember what the fuck they were advertising, but it was just people saying Kevin and Bev at each other for like five minutes.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. If it makes you feel any better, there's not really that many nice, like, Daniels out Out there in film, the only one it ever makes me think of is the girl next door, and she's a porn star. So (laughs) that's that's all I think about when I think of my (laughs) name as like as a character or whatever. So I remember when it came out and like I went to see it with a couple of friends, and then they were like, "Oh, my name's Danielle," and they were all like, like just looking at me, and I was like, oh fuck!" Because we knew what it was about because we'd watched the trailer. It just didn't say in the trailer what her name was, and I was like. Of course her yeah. name is Danielle.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's the only thing that yeah. it makes me think of. Yeah. I mean, like, the name, the name like, Kevin is just always used for, like, throwaway characters in TV shows and stuff, with, like, weirdos and... Anyway. Okay. But anyway, I've missed the vote on Kevin the Carrot, so about the, I think my mum was talking about there's been this whole Where's Kevin campaign, so then it's the Carrot's having this big epic journey, and there's either a sound alike or they just actually used He's a Pirate from Pirates of the Caribbean at one point in it. Mm
0: i haven't actually seen i i've not really seen the advert this year i just love that so mm. they have they've kind of done like what the compare the meerkat have done like obviously they've built this oh whole, you can get like a stuff yeah like they've thing. built this whole empire and like on the compare the meerkat and you can get like me meerkat mm. cuddly toys and then i was in Aldi. Yeah, we've,
1: we've got a bb8 one
0: what was that i've
1: got a bb8 one all right <laughs> Of the, Myr- the But yeah,
0: and then I've got like I went into Aldi and I saw a cuddly toy carrot and I thought, why would anyone want a cuddly toy carrot? And then I realised it was Kevin the carrot, yeah. and I was like, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've
1: got a I've got a Kevin bag, because I think we stole it from my mum, <laughs> and then my family delight in when they like lose their bags, like oh I've lost Kevin. <laughs> Right, so I'm somehow I'm somehow only halfway through this Christmas advert review. Oh God! <laughs> I thought this was gonna be five minutes. Right, we've got the boots one. Eh, that's pretty wonderful. It's, lov- it's a it's a lovely message. Let's you know, every everybody gives homeless people food. Let's give them some deodorant, I guess. Is the, 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 the message.
0: I think I've seen a different one to you. The only one I've seen is the one with all the presents kicking about on the screen.
1: <laughs> oh, the one I've seen is all these like. Well, this is the thing. So the whole it seems to be a whole thing about being hygienic and cleaning ourselves. Great message, especially this year. But it's all these like anthropomorphic soaps and things and like yeah. So it's like somebody blobbing out some shampoo, and then there's like eyes on it. Ooh. So it's about clean yourself more. It makes me not want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> like, terrifies me. If yeah, my-
0: not, not if my shampoo is going to mutate into a monster. Well, no, thanks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then at the end, it's like. You know, every pound of whatever we're gonna to donate to to people in need to get hygiene products. Which I joked earlier, but it's yes. generally a nice thing to do. So it would be like a one star, but I'll give them like two and a half for effort. <laughs> uh, Morrison's like as they've just done a standard eff- the standard advert, except there's like turkey yeah. in it. Uh, the Tesco one I really don't like, and not like the 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 booze one you were talking about earlier. Like this is just like the Tesco one where it's like uh there's no naughty li- tesco's decided there's no naughty list yeah. issue, so it doesn't matter and what they've you've got done. like
0: sitting uh, with a tan on the roof of like yeah. the council estate and you're like okay yeah.
1: and i'm just like no fuck you tesco you don't get to decide <laughs> this. You, you're not in charge of christmas you don't decide yeah, yeah. So I, I, think... don't, I don't like the advert and it's one of the ones that's on more for so i've seen it way too All many right. times
0: <laughs> i think the advert i saw on the bus stop the quarantini anyone I thought their posters mm. were quite funny, but I don't think the TV advert launched I haven't very seen well.
1: that, but. Yeah, I haven't seen the, po- the posters, but the, yeah, the TV one I'm not into. Uh, TK Maxx had one. Oh uh, my that's quite funny! What... <laughs> uh, but I feel like it was just a worse version of the Everywhere uh, horse advert that Free did a couple of years ago. It was mostly in cinemas. Mm. It was like the Stevie Nicks horse dancing to Everywhere.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which one you mean.
1: Yeah. Which I like that one, but mostly because I just like the song. Um, <laughs> no, I think I liked that the farmer was funny. The wee, the farmer at the end was yeah, funny. Like, like
0: the... Yeah, he's had a hard year. Like I quite enjoyed yeah. that
1: as well. There's a Matalan one, which just looks like a student made it. Like Yeah. Shit. yeah I don't even I
0: didn't even know there was a Matalan one, so yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a home based one, which I really didn't like because it's just a shite mum. I was only half paying attention but it's like they're decorating and then it's like a sort of uptight like Petunia Dursley mum and their their child has put like this fucking terrifying looking like decoration on. It's supposed to be like an angel made out of like a toilet roll yeah. tube, and it just like, it looks terrifying and then she like spins the tree around so you can't see it. I know. Fuck you. You would be proud of your child's terrifying <laughs> ornament.
0: You should have that on the top of the tree. <laughs> yeah.
1: The Dobby's ones are just fucking weird. <laughs> there's a Dobby's one? Have you seen the Dobby's ones? Yeah, there's Dobby's ones. And it's just like, there's like three of them, I think. Um, there's one of them where it's just like a woman doing like a flash dance. Like Oh,
0: yeah, I know. I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah
1: that's um, the only one I've seen though. Um, it's, it's weird. I like them because they're really short. They're like 10 seconds <laughs> long. And they get points because one of them is a guy in like a, it's like a hot tub christmas ornaments and then i'm very sure that it's, the pun is, is it's a bobble bath <laughs> uh, so i'll give them points for a bobble bath but it's also weird because it's like oh like isn't dobby's weird and different it's like no dobby's is for like your granny to go and get a scone like, you're not like weird and edgy like i quite like the little
0: ones i think it's little Where it's that's the next oh, one okay. up well done <Sorry>
1: which i like the little one i like the wee song uh it made me think of I mean, it's kind of it's, it's a very like sort of aware of itself yeah. song about <laughs> christmas adverts it kind of made me think of. remember flo and joan they had they're like two comedians that do songs um a couple of years ago they had adverts like one of them was like the the post post crimbo limbo oh yeah
0: yeah i do know what you're talking about it was
1: for halifax or yeah something yeah about, yeah which a, a lot of people got really tired of them i actually thought they were like they did a really good job they were just let down by the fact that like they played the adverts too yes. much but it, like the song makes me think of them i don't think they did it but it's kind of got their vibe to it and then i just love like the brazenness of they just fucking stab kevin halfway through oh yeah <laughs> I just like that they're just like fuck out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think the one that I've
0: seen the one that I enjoyed the most was the um, the wee snowflake and it's like and then it lands beside the Christmas pudding <laughs> and like the last line of the song is like it's not a very good place to be <laughs> as it melts <laughs> and, <a j-ball. laughs> and you're just like okay
1: yeah, yeah so yeah, I quite enjoyed Little's one Co- like this, the, the, these were just like a few weird ones at the end So like, so Cola has one oh,
0: Cola always has
1: one but, like, I'd, I hadn't seen it on TV. I mean, Cola usually has, like, the usual holidays are coming. There's some fucking trucks going about. Yeah. But this is, like, a big cinematic one about a dad trying to deliver. A
0: letter, and then it turns yeah. And it turns out
1: that... But but, Col- but Cola hasn't done anything on that level before, have they? I
0: feel like they have.
1: Uh, the problem oh, with the they? Coca-Cola
0: okay. adverts is that because, as you say, everybody knows it, like, holidays coming, like, or the yeah. holidays are coming, I, f- I think everybody's just kind of fallen into that lull. And I feel like this is a year where everything is pushing itself or trying to push itself mm. as much as it can. So it kind of makes sense for them to do that because everybody knows that advert and that's what they bring out every year. So I mm. feel like it's kind of like our one for Iron Brew. We're starting, but they've brought out a new Iron Brew one.
1: Oh, uh, see, I don't remember an Iron Brew one since the Snowman.
0: Well, that's what I mean though. So that's the one that yeah. everybody expects at Christmas because it's funny and it's yeah. like a Scottish thing and and it works really well, but. they've brought out a new one this year. I've not watched it properly, um, but I just kind of caught it out of the corner of my eye one day. But they've changed it, so it's like a continuation and it's brilliant because they're fighting in the air for this, like, Coca-Cola, like, the snowman and the wee boy. And then it ends and Santa steals it. And Santa's, like, the proper, like, it looks like this, the Santa Claus from, like, the snowman story. But he's wearing a kilt. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, hey <laughs> As he goes away with the iron brew. And you're like, yeah. Right. Like, so, yeah, it's just <laughs> they're kind of everybody's building because they're like, this has been a horrible year. Let's, like, try and yeah. make this as much as we can. Yeah.
1: But the the cola one I just thought was like I don't know, I just thought it was over yeah. the top. Overly dramatic. It makes no sense. Like that wouldn't happen. I think um, it's more
0: the fact as well, I love when they do like these kind of heartwarming things for adverts and stuff, and then it's like Coca Cola. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well it's like the like the, the the Sainsbury's one of just a wee like phone recorded voiceover in some home movies had more of an emotional impact on me yeah. than this like huge cinematic like but it's There's like a huge cinematic thing Like I would have i would have more of an emotional reaction to the Coca-Cola one if they just played the the holidays are coming one from like the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I okay. don't know. See Forever or something. I don't know. Nah, uh oh the the McDonald's one. I actually quite like the McDonald's one. I quite
0: like one. the McDonald's one. The wee kid. That's
1: like yeah. reindeer ready or whatever it is. I quite like that one. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know, it was, I think especially as like I don't know what it's like for girls, but like as a wee boy, you do get into that thing of like, oh, I don't want to do all these things anymore. It's lame. um I assume you also yeah. do that. Uh, <laughs> but I think just because it's about a son and the mum, it just made me want to give my mum a cuddle. So, top marks McDonald's. <laughs> I, th-
0: I mean, as and much th- as I don't really like McDonald's, they do have some fun adverts. I like the one that they got. I think it was like after we'd no- we'd come out of lockdown but McDonald's had been closed for so long and then they were doing, like, deliveries mm. again. And it was all the home videos and it was people dancing because they'd got the McDonald's, but Return of the Mac mm. was playing in the background. That just no. made me <laughs> giggle. I was like, well done, McDonald's. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, uh, I had another point about them. Oh, there's a weird self-awareness in this advert as well. Well, you know how, like, they, they, they use, like, the... Basically, the McDonald's whole strategy is get the Happy Meals, have the, the play sets, rope people in as children, so when they're adults and they, they have McDonald's, it reminds them of being a child. That's essentially what the address about. The wee laddie has, has a McDonald's and remembers being a child again, and suddenly he's a good son yeah. again.
0: And he doesn't yeah. eat his That's veg. <laughs> Basically, there is also the side message of, we will give you good things rather than give you chips, but they won't eat them, <laughs> they'll leave them out for Santa. Because <laughs> suddenly he believes in Santa again. <laughs>
1: and then the last one i got written down is a disney plus one uh, uh, it's literally just a wee girl skating with a robot i don't quite understand what the oh, robot oh that's is. for o2 oh but it's, o2 and disney yeah, plus, so, it? um, it's that you get you get yeah, disney plus o2. Uh, for some yeah.
0: bizarre reason o2 have still got sean bean but they've decided that on the physical tv they want this little animated robot and yeah, so that's their whole strategy now. So they've got this little. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Like, they've got the little yeah. robot, but it's for Disney Plus. So. Yeah. I, the actual Disney Plus advert is just basically scenes from Frozen. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. Well, there's, there's a wee bit of Marvel front well, in there. Yeah, tiny bit. <laughs> but, yeah. Because I saw that, like, quite early on, and then I've, I've not seen that since.
0: Yeah, but to be honest, Disney Plus, because of. Yeah, it, like, especially. Like for another podcast we can talk about all the things that they've announced for marvel and things because like they've just announced mm. like shit of stuff they're going to do so they're going to keep plugging disney plus for the next couple of years mm. so <laughs> anywhere and everywhere they can <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. anyway so so not disney plus oh two then um i mean i thought i liked this the first few times and then i realized i just liked the song
0: what was the song <laughs>
1: It is a cover of a Marsh Marshmallow and Bastille song called Happier. Oh
0: yeah, um, I, yeah. I know but it's
1: like mean. a, but it's like a like a pianoy, pared down cover. Yeah. I just like cool. the song. That's all it came down to, really.
0: Well, talking of Disney Plus, can we yeah. swing in to Noel? We can.
1: Sorry for that, digression. No, no, it was Noel. quite fun. <laughs> and I don't, I don't even get into the one that I fucking hate, which is the co-op one. <laughs> there was one for the co-op. <laughs> Yeah, there's a co op one that's played all the fucking time on Morphor. And it's just the, this wee laddie playing an oasis song outside of a co op. Which, I don't know, it should be fine. But it really irritates me. And I think it's because the wee laddie looks like every kid in primary school that like bullied me. So I'm just like, I fucking hate this kid. This kid gets away with everything because he's a charming wee laddie. And, uh, no, he's a wee shite. And he can go fuck himself.
0: Yep. <laughs> the final word there, guys. <laughs> zero out of five
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay so and and they play it ev- like almost like twice an ad yeah. so go fuck yourself co-op. <laughs> i don't care that you're like fair fair trade and stuff i'm not paying five pen for a block of
0: uh, and also nine times out of ten when you go into a co-op you can't get what you need anyway <laughs>
1: so. all right so moving okay, on
0: so, moving on to Noel then so this is definitely, this is, so this is Disney Plus's outing. This is definitely more a Christmas feel. Do we have a summary for Noel?
1: We do. So prepare for another five minutes of me okay. talking. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So, Santa is dead. But the 2000 year reign of the Kringles must continue. And it falls on Santa's tradition-averse millennial son, Nick, who's supported by his sister, Noel, to carry on the, the mantle of Santa Claus. But Nick is a terrible Santa. After much failure and frustration, Noel suggests that Nick, that Nick takes a break. So, of course, he heads off to Phoenix Arizona, And days later, the sleigh returns, but Nick is missing. Presumably having fallen out somewhere on route, because we've seen already he's terrible at flying in the sleigh. So, two Santas down in one year and just days before Christmas, the Council of Elves convene to decide the line of succession of their jolly overlords. Of course, it must pass down to the next male heir, as is only right. So, Gabe, the tech-kringle cousin, becomes Santa Claus, quickly installing a tech of Jeff Bezos proportions. I mean, basically nobody's particularly happy about it. But despite having a new Santa, things still aren't going well. Spurred on by the ire of the elves and determination to get her Kringle discount back, Noel goes on a mission to find Nick, lift his Christmas spirit, and return him to the North Pole uh, with the help of a, a local PI that I've completely forgotten the name of. Can you remember his name? Jake. Jake. And her nanny elf Polly. Noel finds Nick leading a Christmas-themed yoga group and presumably on his way to forming a yoga-based cult. The only thing I can think that he was doing there. Unfortunately, Nick has no interest and never wanted to be Santa due to his fear of reindeer and inability to do anything that Santa does. Uh, he plans on staying in Arizona and continues stretching. Meanwhile, bad news arrives from the North Pole. Gabe is running Christmas with a silicon fist, and with some help from a new app, it's determined that only 2,837 children are worthy of presents this year. Which, that no, is too high if you ask <laughs> me. With the help of her baby reindeer snow cone, Noelle tracks Nick back down again, who has moved on to phase two of becoming a cult leader, spiritual retreats. Uh, and nick still isn't interested in coming back however the next day he sees the error of his ways and he's, he's read the wee note about what gabe's been up to up in the north pole and wants to help wants to help like reinstall christmas but still doesn't believe that he can take on the responsibilities of the red suit a brief attempt at becoming a mall santa in an, in an attempt to discover the twinkle goes wrong and lands noel in a psych ward after she assaults a police officer which is easily the, re- the least realistic part of the, the movie. Like, you, know, you assault a police officer in America, you're luckily, lucky to be alive at the end of it, never mind getting like, high-end psychiatric treatment. Well, she's white. <laughs> yeah.
2: And
0: pretty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Noah was then rescued by, by Nick and Elf Polly with a little help from, uh, from the PI Jake, and they returned to the North Pole, where the local population is, dis- is in disarray. All of Gabe's plans have crumbled, and uh, they have no idea how they're going to deliver even the 2800 presents that that Gabe's determined are going to go out. Um, Nick then gives a stirring speech where he inform, informs everyone that he still doesn't want to be Santa and instead it should be Noel, who clearly inherited all of their father's powers. Uh, this is in course met with an incredibly mixed reaction, uh, mostly horror by the uh, incredibly know, sexist population of the North Pole. I yeah I think
0: there's like one elf who's <laughs> like wait a minute! <laughs> <laughs>
1: and especially the majority of the Elder Elves. However, one of the Elder Elves has discovered that just like there's no rule that dogs can't play basketball, there's no rule that women can't be Santa, and the motion is approved to make Noelle, Noelle Santa. Noelle gets to work in her oversized suit and after a tough night proves herself to be a capable Santa, finally taking her rightful place as the ruler of Christmas while her brother moves his cult to the North Pole and all of the children get their iPads.
0: So that is pretty is succinct. that a fair
1: is that a, is that a fair assessment of yeah, the that's film?
0: That's a pretty succinct way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, for all its Disney fluffiness, this was a better movie yeah. than Jingle Jangle. Just as a general rule, oh movie, yeah, like
1: I I've done a very like snarky um, synopsis. I liked yeah. this film. I liked this film a yeah, lot. I, I thoroughly
0: um, enjoyed it. I thought the comedy was a lot better, and there was no cringy sexual harassment. Um, hmm
1: if anything this movie is aggressively asexual
0: (laughs) i did because i kind of wasn't too sure if they were trying to set up so like let's talk about first of all like noelle as a character yeah my first kind of note on her was that she was quite irritating but i feel like Mm -hmm. she was supposed to come across that way certainly because obviously the message in the movie is that like I don't think she's supposed to be seen as selfish at the beginning of the movie, but she always kind of gets what she wants and she loves Christmas more than anybody and, like, nobody seems to get it as much as her. But she kind of comes across as quite annoying, but I feel like she's supposed to be like that in the sense that her dad never really told her, like... Because she asks him, like, what am I going to be? Like, like, my brother's going to be Santa, mum's Mrs. Claus... So what am I going to be? And he was just kind of like you, and she's like, "Oh, okay." So yeah, so I
1: fe- yeah that 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 was the thing. It was uh just baby boomer Santa at the start of the film, just 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 drilling in that internalized misogyny and his yeah. daughter. You know, like, you <laughs> like, can't, like like hey, I want to do I want to do something useful. He's like, "No, you you just make your pretty little cards and uh be happy." Yeah,
0: and like Nick saying <laughs> like halfway through the movie, nobody expected anything of you which is true Mm. and it's so i I did actually quite like her towards the end not even towards the end like after the kind of first part of the movie where it all kind of goes wrong and nick runs away and obviously everybody were like ridiculously nasty to her and i was like that's just fuck off like you don't need to be (laughs) that nasty oh like you don't get your ding your kringle discount she's fucking santa's daughter like what are you talking about like it's just
1: I did enjoy the incredibly passive aggressive front page headline though, where it was like, like Santa's missing, and it's it's no like it's something like Santa's missing, and it's nobody's fault, but just saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember.
0: I can't even remember that. I'm sure I remember there was a picture, and it was like Santa's missing, and it was Noel, and she just looked a bit mm. like awkward. Like, I remember that, but and mm. and saying that, like I thought the dynamic between noel and nick was quite fun i like i love bill header mm. and i love um anna kendrick as well um mm. and i thought they worked quite well together like i don't think they got enough screen time together mm-hmm. i quite enjoyed them
1: yeah i'd agree with that yeah especially because like he's on the he's on the poster and he's like basically hardly
2: yeah in the film.
0: i think i don't know if it was a case of they kind of got him in the movie and then they were like I don't know, like, they, they kind of thought, oh, well, we've got him in the movie, like, we can big him up to people that like Bill Heder, but we don't really have mm. much to say about him. Like, it's just yeah. kind of like a ploy, maybe. Yeah.
1: yeah. But, yeah, just, uh, sorry, I'll jump back a bit about, the, about Noel. It is, like, it's, the the whole film is, like, it's kind of like a, it's, I mean, it's your classic fish out of water if we're going to, like, Arizona and being burnt all the yeah. time. And, but it's, uh, it's a bit, like, sort of elf meets enchanted maybe with like a yeah a wee bit a wee bit of tangled in there yeah that's
0: a fair assessment because it's it's... quite it's she's very she's very naive in the sense that like so she's very much like they have like a proper princess moment in it as well like Mm -hmm. at the very beginning of the movie when she's like grown up and she's in her room and she like opens the the windows of her bedroom and she like leans out that's very like cinderella sleeping beauty Mm -hmm. like it's right out of a disney classic and then the fact that she sings to the little um reindeer that's that's very disney classic and they call her princess as well so there's a lot of kind of elements in it of a classic disney movie but this is certainly more of a christmas movie because it's like ridiculously Christmassy than like yeah. jingle
1: jangle. Yeah, that whole thing where she opens the door and sings, and but then like Snow cone doesn't come, so she just yells on him. It's very like Marvel ironic. Yeah. We spoke about it ourselves. Yeah, right? I think Disney I think thing.
0: they've kind of went okay, so we're going to give you classic Disney, and then just be like throw like throw it away to the side yeah. and just be like no but we're, we're modern now we're not we're not yeah. old and stuck in our ways <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah i did and i mean I, I thought the comedy worked a lot better i, I don't
1: know yeah no it's, it generally had some some laugh out loud moments yeah. in it it's made mostly coming when it was like when it was annie kendrick and Bill Hader sort of yeah. together like, like you said they did work really well together i thought like i would watch another with, film with those film, two yeah yeah, they worked quite well. Like when we were watching Bill Hader, like, like doing all of his learning to be Santa and being really shit at things, I was, I just like, I was just looking at my wife Charlotte and I was like, this is, this is like if you got me to be Santa, <laughs> like, like trying to get me to go down the chimney. and I'm just like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> like <I'm... laughs> no. I did. I, there
0: was just yeah, he was just hilarious. Like I loved the bit near the end when they're all being like, good luck, Noel, you can do it, and he's like, I'm so glad it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's very yeah i thought they were really funny and i did i thought shirley mclean was quite fun as well she didn't have much of a part though i felt like she they could have done more with yeah. her if you're going to put like a, a hollywood legend in your movie use her <laughs> don't just mm-hmm. shunt her off to the side i'm not being funny the mum had more of a part in it and the mum was like so drab she was so boring <laughs> and i was see like, got shirley mclean like use her mm.
1: but then maybe maybe they only got her because it was like yeah you're not gonna have to do much
0: oh, maybe. <laughs> but no it was i i thoroughly enjoyed it it was because if you look if you want to take it away from being a christmas movie yeah it's a good comedy movie and it's it's got some quite mm. fun moments but it's not it's not so so that was actually something that i didn't really like about jingle jangle if you kind of compare it to noelle Noel is by no means a more mature movie, but I felt like the comedy reached a bit more than the kids with Noel, whereas mm. I don't know, I thought Jingle Jangle was quite immature yeah. for that. Like it's it's literally a kids movie, Jingle Jangle. Like you can you can watch it as an adult and like appreciate the animation and yes, it's got Forrest Whitaker in it, but but I felt like Noel, if you were sitting watching that as a family. The kids would enjoy it because it's got really bad CGI reindeer in it that are, like, munching on popcorn and just being generally cute. Mm-hmm. But you've also got good comedy in it and you've got good comedy actors in it.
1: Yeah, like, yeah it did work. Like, I mean, the, the film worked for me, like I said already. And, like, um, I, there was a point where I was watching it, I was like, there's, like, almost so much in it for adults that I was like, wait, what is there for kids? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Disney being sneaky.
1: <laughs>
2: um, yeah.
0: No, I, I certainly thought this was a lot better and i really but in saying that though if we're talking about new offers i got this completely wrong i thought noel came out this year but noel came out last year
1: yeah i think we we just didn't have disney plus at christmas last year we didn't get disney plus until like yeah. april last and year and then
0: with so this year's one which i was going to say like i'll try and watch it and maybe mention it at the end but i've not had a chance to is they've got like a new kind of one called godmothered this year so that's so that's kind of again it looks very kind of enchanted-esque it's about a fairy tale godmother that comes to our reality and she decides to help someone who she thinks is like 10 years old and looking for their prince charming but she's now actually a full-grown woman and it's like typical kind of comedy like but yeah i certainly think noelle is a good watch
1: much yeah i just saw who who plays like the godmother's like oh it's an interesting casting yeah. choice but anyway. um, <laughs> i thought
0: that
1: too <laughs> yeah uh it's had kind of other things to say but yeah so i think one of the weird things that actually works about noel for me is that it has all of the beats of like a hallmark film yeah but it's done well and has like a decent mm-hmm. cast and like much better writing and like, they kind of follow through on, like, the vibe of a Hallmark yeah. film, but in an actually enjoyable exactly. way. Exactly.
0: And I, I feel, like, because the problem is, is with a lot of Christmas movies, especially if you're talking, like, Hallmark ones, like, they do. They all follow that kind of trope. And I don't know if they've kind of thought, yeah, this is what, this is quite a nice idea. Let's do this, but do it properly. <laughs> and it's like, hmm. and we'll use actual good people in it. Um, but, yeah, I just, I think it was just a really fun movie. And it was... Hmm. It was just more enjoyable to watch. Like, when I was watching Jingle Jangle, I kind of paused it at one point, And I was like, oh, God, I'm not even halfway through it. Like, whereas with, <laughs> with Noelle, it was just an easy watch. And it was much more enjoyable yeah. as a story as well. Like, it worked a lot better for me. There wasn't any, like, kind of plot holes in it that bugged me or there was nothing yeah it was just a really good movie it was fun
1: and i like and i like the way some of the things are handled like you've got the the divorced dad but there's not like a moment where the kid freaks out for no reason like the like the big issue with him and the kid the kid and the divorced dad is just like that like they're both almost just handling each other like with kid gloves like too sensitively and they just had to they just had to like it just had to be like oh i like cooking yeah yeah that was that was quite nice
0: that they didn't follow that kind of trope and And I also did have a kind of moment, they've introduced this PI, quite attractive man, and I thought, oh, so she's going to have a love interest. And I was quite happy that they didn't do that by the end of the movie, because also, I think the guy that played him, he looked older than Anna Kendrick. And I was like, how old is he? Um,
1: but even but even then, Anna Kendrick is older than you think. Yeah, she, is. she
0: has got a very kind of youthful glow about her, though. And I don't know how mm. old she's supposed to be; like they never say. But I didn't. Yeah, I kind of. The problem with a lot of kind of Disney movies, um, and not even just Disney movies, with kind of kids movies and and rom coms. Well, rom coms, obviously, like kids movies and things like that of the, this day and age. The moment you've got like a young attractive lead like whether it is female or male the even if that's not the main basis of the story you tend to find that if they introduce like a male or female character to counteract against them they generally tend to turn into love interests but i quite Mm -hmm. liked it at the end of the movie they were still just clearly friends and it was like there was yeah. nothing romantic i really like i liked that they done that because you especially with the disney movie it tends to kind of mm. all go down the romantic route whereas yeah it was just a buddy movie and i enjoyed it
1: yeah i'm totally with you on that um i also liked how like in my synopsis, like i painted Gabe as the villain but like even he's not really a no, villain he, like he's just he's just, he, he's he's just trying like, his best he's <laughs> just <laughs> a
0: bit like i don't want to do this even less than Nick. Please don't make me do this. Yeah. Enough.
1: <laughs> um, like, yeah. and, and, and I felt bad for them because, like, maybe they're keeping it under wraps. But like, Nick is monumentally shit at oh, doing yes. Santa. <laughs> like, and then, and then when Gabe's announced, everybody's like, "Oh," and he's like, "Surely you can't be worse <laughs> than Nick." Sure. Like, I mean, I mean, turns out you know, he gets the whole idea of Santa wrong. He just wants to do it efficiently.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that doesn't really
1: work. <laughs> it was. I mean, yeah. I just
0: I kind of liked as well. Like I just. I loved Bill Hader in this movie. He was just so mm. funny. And, like, he didn't even really need to do much to be funny. It <laughs> was just like, yeah. yeah, he was just really good. And I, again. Yeah.
1: I, like, just as, like, even just as his, his, like, reaction when Anna Kendrick finds him at the audience.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I just, yeah. I, I can't, I cannot say enough how much I enjoyed watching the scenes with him and Anna Kendrick. And, like, the whole moment yeah. where she finds him at the retreat. And he's just staring at her and it's just like his his face. And then she's like, why won't you talk to me? And he's like, and he holds up the sign that says like silent meditation. For some reason that just cracked me up. Like it's just, it's such a normal gag to play, but it's just, yeah, they just play it really well and
1: yeah. also I, I like the fact I don't, I don't know if i'm reading too much into this but i like the fact that he's so bad at christmas that you can't even do charades
0: yeah yeah no you're not reading too much into that. Like, <laughs> that is definitely one thing that seems to pop up a lot certainly not in my christmas but like that seems to pop up a lot in christmas charades so
1: my, mu- my mom always tries and we always shut her down <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like karaoke that seems to be the next kind of thing i don't know if that's more like a new year thing or if it's a christmas thing but yeah, as people seem to unearth they like they pull the box out and they wipe the dust off and go it's just karaoke time and it's like mm. <laughs> there's a reason it only comes out once a year it shouldn't come out more than once <laughs> it shouldn't come out at all <laughs> to be fair yeah.
1: But yeah um i quite um like i'm i i generally have a high tolerance for like Billy Eichner's antics. I know a lot of people get really annoyed by Billy Eichner. I'm, I'm just a fan. I think he's funny. I like Billy on the Street. I liked him in Parks and Rec. I um, didn't... When he's even when he's just doing Billy on the Street, but in Parks and Rec, and I thought it was really impressive in this movie that he managed to dial it back to five <laughs> and sort of and stay there. He never went full Billy Eichner, but he was still entertaining. Yeah. Well, that was. I a, thought he was quite was funny. A good showing but, for him.
0: But yeah. I didn't. So I didn't really know Billy Eichner. Like I know, obviously, Bill Hader mm. was um, SNL and i know anna kendrick from various things but the only thing i saw the name billy eichner and i was like i recognize that name mm. uh, he voiced Lange. the new timon and i've not even seen that i just know that he done the new timon uh, <laughs> and i was like oh that's how i know his name okay moving on <laughs> but he was funny yeah. like he was he was not annoying but he was he wasn't yeah he was okay
1: well this this is easily for like i mean it's easily the the least like annoying billy eichner who's been in oh, the right. film like, I, quite, like, I really like Billy on the street I like when he gets angry and starts yelling I just, I don't know, it, it works yeah. for me
0: Well maybe <laughs> if he'd done that he would have been more interesting. The only thing that I didn't quite yeah. understand, was I imagining things or did his hair turn white?
1: Yeah I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be a like as he's stepping into Santa he's turning into Santa or if it was supposed to be like he's trying to convince people he'd be a good yeah. Santa by looking more like and he's just like put all the quite. Yeah on. I didn't, I quite, yeah, I didn't what, quite get that because the thing that At first, when he was sitting, like,
0: in the council part, I thought it was supposed to be, like, a judge's hat type situation. Like, you know, like, Uh, the wigs they wear. Like, I thought it was supposed to be that. And then when it kind of kept going, and I was like, oh, so no, wait, he's still got it. So, yeah, I wasn't too sure. But then by the end of the movie, when he's kind of back to being, like, happy tech man, like, his hairs went black again. And I was like, right, I'm really confused now. (laughs) So... I don't know if yeah. it was stress like it was just really stressed and it also grew <laughs> it into like a man bun and i was like okay yeah.
1: <laughs> well, well i think that was supposed to be the whole like he's like the he's like the tech the the silicon valley techie santa so he's got his his man bun <laughs> the, your classic santa here
0: but yeah so definitely definitely a much better movie and it, i was looking up mark lawrence actually so mark lawrence directed mm-hmm. it and and wrote it as well and he's written, he's another one, kind of like, um, like we we mentioned Gilmiro del Toro in the last episode, but um, he has written some stinkers. So he wrote, he mm-hmm. wrote like a uh, Hugh Jack, not Hugh Jackman, Hugh Grant rom-com with Drew Barrymore called Music and Lyrics, and that is god-awful. Um, and he wrote and directed that, and he wrote and directed this, and this was definitely a step up from that. He shouldn't do rom-com, he yeah. should just do family comedy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I read on IMDb that um that this was, like, originally a concept for a uh, Santa Claus 4, which kind of makes sense. It
0: does, because I'm sure they, they, they definitely play to that, because the moment where she's being, like, assigned for, um, like, the psychiatric help, there's definitely, mm. like, I... Like a There's reference. a reference there because it's like, well, I've got a guy who thinks he's the Tooth Fairy and a woman who thinks she's mm. Mother Nature, and in the horrible sequels to the the only good Tim Allen movie that he done, and um, Santa Claus, like the two sequels that they made of that, they had a man playing the Tooth Fairy and a woman playing Mother Nature, and I was like, mm. oh okay, so that like, yeah, so I didn't I did kind of notice that, but I thought that was just a Disney reference, like I didn't think it was uh-huh. a like an actual thing. Yeah, I didn't.
1: Think- i didn't catch that but i've not really seen like the later santa clauses really like I, I think i've maybe seen the second one a couple of times and then i saw the third one once and i was like ah, i'm not i'm not gonna yeah watch that i now. didn't
0: even <laughs> uh, so i've got i went to see the second one in the theater when it first came out and it was all right is that is that the mrs Claus? yeah that's where like he has to find a wife or he's not going to be santa yeah. again which is another kind of bad yeah, kind of forcing people to marry you so you can keep your powers. Uh, like, anyway, um, so, so that was like the awful second one, and then the third one, I didn't even get to the end of the third one. The because th- the third one yeah, yeah. is Martin Short playing Jack Frost, yeah. and it's just awful. I think I think <laughs> Tim Allen by that point was just doing it because it was like I need money, <laughs> and these make money because they're Christmas movies. So. But yeah, yeah the se- the second one was alright, the third one was god awful. But mm. there was definitely a reference in there for the Santa yeah. Claus movies.
1: Do we do we want to listen to Sean's thing about the music before we do our final thoughts? Unless you've got more to say no, about this
2: film. I think
0: I mean I could complain about all the things that I didn't like about Jingle Jangle for ages, but <laughs> like But yeah, but I just thought.
1: What, where, do you have anything you didn't like about bet, this before we talk? Because I think Sean's a lot more iffy on this movie than we um,
0: are. I think, I think just the point I made earlier. I felt like they they didn't. You maybe it was her decision. Fair enough. But I felt like they mm. didn't use um, Shirley mclean enough. Like she's a really good actress. Mm. She's really funny. She's can do comedy. She's done comedy for years. And I felt like they slept on her. Like, she was just mm-hmm. there to play, like, the consoling Anne and to be the big Hollywood name in it. But they didn't need that mm-hmm. because, like, Anna Kendrick and Bill hedar are both really popular now. And they just put this really cool Hollywood legend who's a great actress, and they didn't use her. That was my mm-hmm. only bugbear, I think. But apart from that, yeah. everything else was, like, really good. I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's like I've got like wee nitpicks. Like there's the whole thing where like the the reindeers are at like the wee outdoor shopping center, and I thought like oh well this will lead to something. Like they're going to eat too much junk food, and maybe they'll have trouble flying. But it didn't come to anything. There was just they just kept cutting to the reindeer looking purely CGI'd and eating yeah. junk food and wearing sunglasses. Um, there was some technical issues in the film for me where it was like seemed to be any time they're outside, everybody was just actually glowing orange. Like even the people like that were supposed to be from Phoenix Arizona were like glowing orange and I don't know what was going on there and maybe it was just Mattelli but
0: no, I don't I think I kind of see what you mean but was that maybe not to kind of emphasize the fact that because Anna Kendrick is quite pale and so is Bill yeah. Hedder, so I don't know if that's maybe supposed to be like what? to to emphasize more the fact that they are so pale in this movie yeah but i I don't know yeah. I didn't quite get that maybe. Maybe it was just like, because I watched it on my iPad, so maybe it was the quality mm. there. But like, I didn't. I kind of see what you're saying, but like, I don't know if it was just maybe more to emphasise the fact that they were pale. Because if you want yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah, it yeah. in that way as well, the little deaf girl that she becomes friends yeah. with, Michelle, um, her yeah. and her mum were quite pale. And I was like, mm. so you, is that because they're poor? <laughs> they they don't they don't go <laughs> out in the sun because they're poor. And I was like. Okay. <laughs>
1: mm. Although, though I've actually to you know there's like in like Scotland and stuff nobody gets nobody gets enough vitamin D because there's not enough mm-hmm. sun um, apparently you get that those same kind of issues in places like Phoenix Arizona because it's so hot people don't go outside yeah. so apparently some people get vitamin D deficiency because they just don't go outside ever yeah. until like the middle of winter or whatever so maybe it's that kind of thing maybe there is a lot of pale people in maybe. Phoenix I've never yeah. been there but yeah like I kind of got it when it was like like anna kendrick or whatever was was looking really shiny I was like, oh, okay right she's not dealing well but then it was like the people that were living there and it just looked weird but i, I mean i i can concede it might have been my tv or something like that but yeah there was there's was a thing where like i knew so little about either film like Noel was a film i wanted to see because I'd, I'd heard about it last year but like i knew so so little about it that the beginning of it actually threw me off where i was like oh it's a big girl and she's caught santa claus and i was like oh it's her dad okay oh, so he's not santa claus and i was like oh it is her dad and he is <laughs> <laughs> like i just i knew so little about this film that that whole section was like a roller coaster for me <laughs> like,
0: wait wait <laughs> um no i think um i had read about it last year but i just didn't think that it'd come out last year i thought it had all been pushed back
1: mm. well, i think it had been pushed back already yeah. i think the i think it was like supposed to come out in 2018 got pushed to 2019 for disney plus and then we just didn't have disney plus yeah. Well, and then I guess just as we were going to go into the music, I actually thought the music was pretty naff. I didn't
0: way. like the Santa. Actually, that's another thing. I didn't like the Santa's helpers. They were just odd and creepy.
1: <laughs> oh, they—they they like the little yeah. Choir. I quite liked it at the end when they were doing like the Santa Claus blues. Yeah, I, the.
0: <laughs> I don't know. But that's well, also I'm not...
1: but that's another one where like the the guy who's doing like the. Like the call outs, like, oh, we need Santa. Like that guy is Ron, Ron Funches, uh, who's just a comedian, I like, so I kind of enjoyed seeing him. Oh, this really? Film. So I'll, I'll give that bit a pass, but I can concede. Like, yeah, they it's not the best part but, of the film. No. But yeah, I'll, like most of the music was just a bit. Well, I mean, blah. yeah,
0: I think it wasn't maybe the best comparison to do it because, as I say, I didn't even realise going into it that Jingle Jangle was a musical, and then obviously. Mm-hmm. Noel wasn't the musical. it had little musicy bits yeah. in it, but not by much, mm-hmm. so yeah, let's hear um Sean's thoughts on the music then
3: yeah, so I'm gonna mainly just draw on the notes that I made during the film um i'm gonna I'm gonna start off by saying that this movie's not good or bad. it's just fine. There's nothing super exciting to talk about um musically for the most part, the background score is forgettable and it certainly gives a Christmas vibe, the instrument choice is fine, the theming is fine, it makes you feel like you're watching a Christmas movie but it's not something where you're going to be walking down the hall humming it to yourself or playing it on your Christmas playlist. Um, that's not to say that the, the single you know, cover and some of the music that's performed by uh, Lawrence the Band, which is Gracie Lawrence's band, which plays in the credits and there's also one sequence um, that uses her music uh, which I'll actually discuss later because it's it's frankly a little absurd um, but one of the biggest problems this film has is there was a few missed opportunities and I think a lack of identity with what they wanted to do with it when I first started watching it it gave me the vibe that it was trying to be a film that was like Right, let's do away with how a Christmas movie is supposed to be. Let's modernize it. Let's let's, you know, let's take these old Christmas classics and give them a, a modern refit. And I feel like the rest of the movie, not musically, tries to do that as well. It's all about, you know, a new Santa taking over. So they really missed the opportunity for the music to do the same thing. It didn't have to be ridiculous, but I'm not saying that I would say no to listening to Santa Claus's Come to Town, the grime remix. I think everyone would enjoy that to some degree. But that's not to say that the way that they use that, that score isn't without anything to talk about. Probably the one thing, one of the few things that I can draw from the film that was actually nice in terms of how the music is serving the film in some way is through the theming that it creates by... If you pay attention to the music in the first act of the film, the first act where everything is still set in the North Pole, um, Noel and everything. Christmas is proceeding as usual. Bill Hader's character is, you know, struggling to become the new Santa Claus. But the Christmas music is present in every scene. Even if it's, I've actually got a note here that says, sorrowful Christmas music is weird. Um, and that's because they want to set forward that idea that it's the North Pole. The theme is that this is the land of Christmas. Now, when Noel goes to Arizona to try and track down her brother, that music which has been present in almost every shot up till that point goes away and the first time we hear it again is in in in-world music sources. We start to hear music coming from car radios or, or PA speakers in the mall and things like that and that's actually quite an interesting way to do it because it does come back whenever they flash back to the Christmas areas and in particular it allows them to almost subtly show Noelle's influence on on the world as it goes past, because you know as she starts to have influence over these characters, those Christmas motifs start to punch back in again, which is actually kind of interesting. Where I mentioned about how Gracie Lawrence, it was her brother. Her brother was actually the person who did, who was one part of the soundtrack uh, team for this uh, for this film, and there's a couple of moments where they use. Uh, Christmas covers from her band, um, are not even necessarily Christmas covers. I'm pretty sure they are just they're just the originals. Now, where that's weird for me is again, I talked about missed opportunity, and <laughs> I'm I'm not going to claim to be totally you know up to date with what is current in popular music and stuff. If you're going to make a a Christmas movie that's modernized and stuff but in the one instance where uh, they've had nothing but this kind of generic Christmassy sounding music they have a sequence where Noel is walking down Arizona in the classic kind of fish out of water scenario and they play one of Lawrence the band uh, one of their tracks and I can only describe it as it just sounds like 70s disco music. The rest of the song is not. The rest of the song has a much more kind of R&B quite interesting vibe but the intro which is all they used for this sequence just sounds 70s and it's just frankly weird. It it really helps to add to this idea that I was getting by the end of the film that this film has a real lack of identity. So that was just weird but there was one part of the film which was a recurring thing which was actually just annoying me and it's it almost seemed to be trying to Put forward this idea that it was cool, it was modern, it was it was too cool for the classic Christmas songs that are available in every other, every other Christmas movie, and the way that it was doing that was that every now and then there would be moments, and then someone would say the name of a Christmas song and make it as it's a literal thing happening, and that's funny, but we're not going to use any of that music, only to have, and I do have I do have good things to say about this movie in the film. Only to have the climactic moment of the film where Noelle is accepted as Santa Claus, and she has her triumphant moment where the Santa suit suddenly fits, and it's 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 actually a pretty cool moment because it does something that I really like in 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 film, and that's a recurring theme. In this case, uh, the Santa suit fits. We hear a vocal riff, and then Santa Claus is coming to town and starts to play again, a cover of. Uh, the song by Lawrence the Band. That was actually a pretty cool moment, but why the hell did they make it into this thing where it was like... I hate the cocktease in films. I hate it when they're like, right, here, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. I'm not sure the payoff was worth it. I don't know, I knew what they were going for, but it just felt... I don't know, it didn't work for me. Something interesting to note about that, however, and this was the first thing I wrote down, was before the film even starts, uh, over the Disney castle there is a vocal riff. This riff comes up multiple times throughout the film because it's the same vocal riff that uh, Noel uses to summon a reindeer. And that's that was kind of cool that the vocal riff led in to the Santa Claus's coming to town bit. That's about all I have to say about Noel. There isn't really too much else to say. Oh, oh, the musical elves were the best bit. There's nothing cooler in this movie than the part where the elves are all just getting together and they're singing a blues song with blues accompaniment, uh, singing about how sad they are that Santa's missing. And it's all very dramatic and I thought it was great.
1: Um, I think Sean's done really well there in terms of, like, I watched that movie and got to the end of it and was like, I noticed nothing about the music no in other, that, that. The other than I didn't, I didn't particularly <laughs> the like only it. Bit that uh... I noticed, maybe,
0: I guess it's kind of it'll be different for him because he was looking at it from the music point of view as well but like the only bit i actually noticed was the santa claus is coming to town bit with the suit that was the only bit that i noticed hmm. but the whole thing that he was saying about like snow cone and like the wee song and that never working for her nor her just ending up shouting dude this is our song i never realized that was what was played before like yeah. at the castle scene a... at the beginning
1: there's another thing there's another another thing with that that uh, I, did, I didn't notice, I think Charlotte mentioned it and then I read it on IMDb, which is that that is the same vocal riff that she does in Into the Woods as Cinderella.
0: I have never seen that, so I cannot confirm.
1: I think I watched the, this, I watched it recently, yeah. I never would have noticed that, um, I guess it's a nice reference to another Disney yeah. thing and another Anna Kendrick yeah. thing. Um, and the only other music thing I noticed was that when she first goes into the yoga studio with Nick, there's like there's like yoga chimes, but it's like deck the Yeah, halls
0: or yeah, I noticed like that, that yeah. as well. I couldn't remember what the Christmas song was, but it was clearly <coughs> like it was clearly like a Christmas song that was playing as like mm. as a yoga type tune. <laughs> but yeah, yeah no.
1: I, I'm impressed at how much he's managed yeah, to Yeah, I'm. Like, I'm loving and and I'm also happy that he backed me. But
0: I still for the non musical movie. <laughs> I can't wait to see what he's got to say for Jingle Jangle.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also, I'm also happy that he backed me up with the the oh. Elston, their the bluesy thing. Oh.
0: You know um. what? I will say the the last bit with the the blues that made sense, and I quite enjoyed that. But just when they were just randomly there, and then they would suddenly burst into song, I was like it just took me away from it i just didn't enjoy that but i did like the last one where they were all like sad and off and like some of them had like just fallen asleep they were like this isn't an important time i'm just going to fall asleep (laughs) yeah Yeah. that that was quite funny
1: all right so your, your final thoughts final
0: thoughts definitely would recommend this movie it's fun it's not all for kids the comedy is kind of wide range It's got some good performances from all the actors as well cgi is pretty rubbish but it's a ultimately feel-good comedy movie you can watch it at christmas but it is also it's more of a kind of like you could watch it all year round it's got that christmas vibey to it but it's it's just a good comedy yeah it's just a good comedy movie it's a good family movie as well because it's not just about kids it's about like these two siblings and how they feel so i would definitely give it an eight out of ten
1: yeah no, like i've said a bunch of times i think mean, i like this it's definitely i think it's going to be in my my christmas rotation yeah definitely from now on. it's got like it's there's always i've never been a huge fan of uh hallmark films my dad used to watch them religiously like basically for like from mid-november on he would have the hallmark channel on <laughs> watching these awful like christmas films so, like, I kind of enjoy having one of those that are... Like, it's like a Hallmark film, but, like, good. Yeah. I really like... I like the cast. It's got a lot of people in there that I enjoy. It's Anna Kendrick doing her usual shtick, which, I don't know, I will watch and enjoy. Yeah.
0: It's kind um, of Bill Hader doing his usual shtick as well.
1: <laughs> it's just an enjoyable film, and... um weirdly uh i could I mean you as you could tell from my synopsis i can read a a, a weird amount into this <laughs> film like i feel like there's like subtly a lot going on yeah. in here like there's a lot of weird stuff about like i mean it's almost like a royal family of the north pole yeah. which and then there's some like you know patriarchy things and internalized misogyny mm. things and it's got nice things to say about you know like divorced parents trying their best i think it's weirdly got a lot going on and i, I don't know if i would feel less good about it if it had actually been released in cinemas because it was supposed to come out in cinemas and then they delayed it to be on disney plus streaming yeah so instead i think if it came out in cinemas it would actually it would be like a low quality cinema yes. film but instead it's on streaming so it feels like a high quality streaming yeah, film
0: I, I agree with that so
1: i think that's done that's done a lot of favors for yeah. it i think, I
0: think something um, which kind of leads into the kind of final point i wanted to make with the whole streaming platform. So we talk about Christmas movies and, like, classic Christmas movies, but I don't know. I I get I don't know if it's a generational thing as well, but when you talk about Christmas movies, a lot of people will have different kind of answers for what their favourite ones are. And it is a bit of a generational thing in the sense of if you grew up in the 90s, you probably watched things like... Home Alone and the Santa Claus movies and, like, just general Disney cartoons for myself and just general Disney or, or just general kind of cartoon Christmas movies. But if you kind of grew up in the years following that, and even, like, now, like, in the, like, the Knotties and stuff, and you've got things like The Grinch and then they've made, oh, God, like, Aardman made, like, things like Arthur Christmas and you could call things, like, the DreamWorks movie... Rise of the Guardians is kind of a Christmas movie. I'm sure that came out at Christmas. And so there's lots of different kind of styles. But I feel like if you're talking proper classic Christmas movies, you don't find a lot of them on the streaming platforms. Things like White mm. Christmas and It's a Wonderful Life. And like a, even like something like from the 80s, like A Christmas Story. Like, Do you really find them on streaming platforms?
1: I think the issue of that is that a lot of... Uh like real tv channels buy them up so that the streaming channels can't yeah. get them so you'd maybe be able to find them in the summer but as soon as you hit like december
0: well you know when you actually like, want whatever's to watch in the contract, yeah
1: yeah which is i feel like it's less of a problem these days but was more of a problem like a few mm. years ago when streaming didn't have as much money yeah. behind it whereas like as soon as you got to a season you wanted to watch like certain films they just disappeared from yeah. streaming whereas now they do tend to hang around yeah. more
0: i find yeah. i do remember I i always have like this image in my head of checking like amazon prime a week after christmas i can't remember if it was like la- it would have either been last year or the year before because we didn't have disney plus mm. but it was like the week after christmas and they put up muppet christmas carol and i was like if you'd yeah, been yeah. here a week ago i'd have been over the moon but yeah. you're late like, <laughs> I remember, i'm
1: remember. i sure like a few years ago i couldn't find scourged but now that's usually on netflix yeah.
0: Well, um, if you talk about the big ones, like Home Alone and things, because obviously Disney Plus has taken over Fox, that's why they have Home Alone.
1: Oh, is that why? I thought, so Home Alone wasn't Touchstone. That was like a 20th century Fox. I
0: think it was. If it was Touchstone, you're not owned uh, by Fox?
1: I thought Touchstone was Disney. But like, it might have been a 20th century. Like, I just assumed it was Touchstone and that's why they got it. You seem to be more up I, on it. Am I
0: wrong? You, probably you right. might be right. Hang on, let me double check.
1: Oh, while you're doing that, I'd... Uh, yeah, I'd probably give like Noel like a seven and a half and eight yeah. as well. IMDb rating though, six point three.
0: Six point three. Oh, that's a bit controversial. Yeah, a lot
1: of people. A lot of people hate this film. I went on Reddit and looked up the review, like people reviewing it, and people were like, were just like dunking oh. on it. People hate this I'm
0: film. This. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I
1: enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Charlotte enjoyed it. Sean didn't
0: really <laughs> enjoy it. <laughs> I'm I'm almost a hundred percent sure that i'm like 98 to 98.5 percent sure that it's a fox movie (laughs) and the reason that it's now because i know that um night of the museum was 20th century fox and they are on disney plus
1: i remember when that deal went through and i first was on disney plus i was kind of like uh surprised and a little like irked that everything was like just straight down the middle of disney i was like oh i was like i was hoping to get the touchstone yeah. stuff and like the fox stuff after the fox deal and it didn't seem to be there but if that's all coming through now yeah
0: great. well um but to talk about um
1: oh you're totally right the uh, 20th century fox
0: so to talk about um netflix and things as well yeah um uh-huh. so if you were watching just to put it out there have you seen anything on Netflix that's a worthwhile Christmas movie? That's like a Netflix
1: original? Um, a Netflix original? I haven't watched... I haven't watched... Uh, I haven't watched a Christmas Chronicles or Christmas Chronicles Neither 2. Have I. I. haven't watched... Is, was, wait, is it Claus or is it Klaus? How are you actually supposed to pronounce that one? The one where it's like the big buff... Oh, Klaus.
0: I, I would say *Close*. That is... Yeah, is it close? I've not seen that. But that's because I was about to say, like, if you if you can think of anything, or if there was one you did think of, that is a really good Christmas movie. It is, is it good? Right, okay. The animation's beautiful. Again, it's got a really good cast. It's funny. It's got a really nice story. Mm. Yeah, that's that's probably the yeah. Christmas one that I would watch if I was if I had to watch Netflix.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't really. Tend to watch a lot of new Christmas films because I've been burned so many times. Yeah, I'm like, I'm literally scrolling through them all right now, and like I'm like eh, I don't really know any of these new ones. I might watch Klaus if you're Clause saying *Clothes* is good.
0: really
1: good. And my my mum keeps asking me about *Christmas Chronicles* as if I should want to watch it.
0: <laughs> I um, remember seeing the trailer for the first one and going, "Oh, Kurt Russell. Yeah, I don't mind him." And then when I read that the second one was like ha- having Goldie Hawn in it and this is Mrs. Clause, I was like, "Oh, of course." <laughs> But apparently she <laughs> she's at the end of the first movie. Spoiler alert! If anybody's not watched it, yeah. <laughs> apparently she is in the, the yeah. very end of the first movie, and it's supposed to lead into the second one.
1: Right. I'm um, I, I remember. Well, I remember a Christmas Prince making a big splash online last year. But that was mostly people ironically watching uh, it, right?
0: Yeah, I I vaguely remember that. But then have they not? So it wasn't the Christmas Prince, but they done. I I think it's a Netflix movie. Um Vanessa Hutchins done like a right. it feels like a Hallmark movie, but it's a Netflix movie and it's like the the princess swap or some or swapped princesses or something. And I'm sure they're supposed to be dubbed as Christmas movies. But,
1: There's this,
0: no. but they're very they're very Hallmark style. Oh, Switched,
1: switched again. again? The princess switch. switch yeah, again. but I th- yeah. I think that's like the sequel. Oh, and then is the night before Christmas, like? K K K N I G H D, is that her? Or is that a different? No, oh, I
0: room? don't know. I just I just remember.
1: Oh no, there's the Princess Switch. and they there's Switch yeah. again. Okay.
0: But I'm sure that I'm sure they're set at Christmas, so they're supposed to be dubbed as like Netflix version of a Hallmark movie. Right. Okay. But yeah, Klaus is definitely a good shout. And Disney Disney uh, Plus apart from Noël. Well,
1: I'm just saying Netflix has got Bad Mums Christmas, which I I weirdly kind of enjoyed.
0: I never saw the Bad Mums, so.
1: I saw I saw Bad Mums on a plane. And I remember just watching. It was actually when we were going to uh, go to America for oh. Thanksgiving, and I was like, "I remember watching. I mean, like this film is just ridiculously not for me. <laughs> like, like, this is just like like they just went, you know, twenty five year old men. Like, no, and rightfully so. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but I was just like, I was like, I've never sat and watched a film that has so little. Fun. And then you're
0: just <laughs> kind of like, okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah. and now when is he bad mom's christmas i think just because of like the city world card i was like all right we'll go see that uh, and i thought it was fine no mm. yeah. uh so disney plus i mean disney plus you've got the santa yeah. claus and you've got home alone which is i mean you're you're already winning if you've got uh, yeah. those two right
0: i mean as much as like the, every year i watch the santa claus and i've not actually watched it this year but like every year i watch it and every year i find something more about it that i'm like this is not a good movie but i still watch it every year <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i mean it's interesting though that if, if you kind of view noel as a spiritual sequel to santa claus which i feel like you can you can manage i know mean, I, I mean i've not watched godmothered is that supposed to be christmas it's or supposed just to? well i didn't fairy, I tale-y. It was
0: fairy taley, but apparently they're kind of marketing it as a christmas movie because it's set at christmas so i don't right, know if right, that okay. yeah it, i don't know i feel like it's got kind of jingle jangle possibilities in that sense that they've kind of went uh fair enough it's not called like godmothered a christmas journey but like it's mm-hmm. it's got that kind of thing of it's set at christmas so therefore it's a christmas movie it's you could call it the die mm. hard complex so
1: <laughs> actually i made this argument to charlotte because i mean like, i mean the whole the whole die hard thing is like really played yeah. out but um i still like to just have the argument with charlotte <laughs> for fun but Die Hard is more of a Christmas movie than Jingle Jangle is.
0: You know, I I would argue the point but I can't even remember the last time I watched it. I (coughs) did see something though that I would like to put out as an argument. I saw a meme somewhere, I can't remember where it was but it made a very strong argument it said that Die Hard wasn't a Christmas movie it was Bruce Willis sneaking around a building and hiding from Alan Mm. Rickman it's a Harry Potter movie. (laughs) <laughs> I, like, I like that much more that is a much better <laughs> analysis of die hard for me thanks
1: but but for me the entire plot of die hard revolves around christmas like he would not be there if it was for chris if it wasn't for christmas because he's going to see his, his uh, estranged partner and son and it's an office christmas party and the whole like plot of for all of the terrorists revolves around it being at an office christmas party And then you've got the ho-ho-ho, now I have a machine gun. The first song that plays is uh, Christmas and Hollis, which I want to say is run DMC, but I could be wrong. Anyway, there's a lot more Christmas going on in Die Hard than there is in Jingle Jangle.
0: I will accept
1: that. (laughs) Um, And then Disney Plus has also got a Muppet Christmas Carol. Which is
0: the best Christmas Carol. It is, like, hands down... Like, there's be- they, they literally had, like, a vote on, I think it was BuzzFeed, and they were, like, counting down, like, the top five best and worst Christmas carols, uh, or versions of Christmas Carol, and number- the Muppets came up on top. <laughs> Kermit the Frog as Bob Cratchit won out over, like, oh. God, like, who was it? Like, it was Bill... Uh, not Bill. It was gary oldman that played him in the giant cgi monstrosity that was the jim carrey like christmas carol and yep. you've had some yeah. other big massive actors and but michael kane uh... singing really badly and a sock playing bob cratchit won it <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did, uh Charlotte was just saying recently about how apparently Michael Caine just said to the Muffets people, I was like, I'm just gonna play this entirely straight. I'm gonna do this as if I was doing this for like the Royal yeah. Shakespeare. Like, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wink and wink or like smile. I'm just No I No am, that worked. I am scourge. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: one hundred percent see that coming through.
1: <laughs> now you you know you, you know my my fondness for the Patrick Stewart one because you, you got it for me for Christmas one year The Patrick Stewart Christmas Carol? It was like a made for TV. Oh one. god because apparently he's yeah, he, he he did like a, a one-man show of christmas carol for years and years and then i think that's how he ended up doing the
0: movie oh god i can't yeah. even remember buying you that but yeah
1: oh it was like four years ago did that place at all
0: um i think it did i know that scrooge done quite well and i think the mm, disney gosh, yeah. i'm sure the the disney like jim carrey horrible one um i'm sure that was literally like the f- fifth like the worst one of all they were like don't watch this movie um but <laughs> but yeah it, the, the problem with a christmas carol though is that there's been so many different versions of it mm. like there's a new one coming out this year and oh, it really? looks <sighs> so it's andy seric let's put it that way it's oh, just okay. it looks weird and it looks like it's trying too hard to be weird like it's mm from what i'm kind of getting from the trailer is that it's a wee girl goes to see a production in victorian times of a christmas carol and it's how she sees it in her mind but the trailer there seemed to be quite a lot of like i couldn't tell if it was animation or if it was live action but it just seemed really fucking weird and i was like it's Andy seric of course it's (laughs) like i just yeah. yeah or no it looks pretty awful to be fair I think I'll stick to mm. Muppets. Well,
1: <laughs> I guess if you're gonna if you're gonna go, go for doing a new Christmas Carol, you might as well make it weird rather than just doing a standard yeah. one. There's already enough standard
0: yeah, ones. Yeah, that's right. true.
1: It's actually I was talking to the about this today, where it's like, are we gonna? Should we start like like cycling our Christmas carols? Because we got when well, I like the Patrick Stewart one. You have got Muppets Christmas Carol and you have got Scrooge. Those are like they're free for mm. me. that I'm gonna watch and like. But I feel like you can't watch free versions of a Christmas Carol every year
0: depends on which ones you're watching. I mean, like, if we're talking Disney Plus, uh, like, I am an unashamed shamed Disney fan in the sense that I will watch the cartoons all the time. And I was watching the Mickey's Christmas Carol, like, a couple of days ago, oh, yeah. sitting doing my cross-stitch and watching some Mickey's Christmas Carol. And then I put on Muppets one after it. So...
1: Like, <laughs> he just went back to yeah. back. Just overdosing on Christmas Carol. Because it
0: was on and I could not be bothered
1: turning it to anything else. Look at Prime. They've actually hoovered up a lot of the big ones. So I've gone on Prime and then I've done Christmas movies and then I've also added the tag included with Prime because nothing pisses me off more than trying to watch a film on Prime. And then Jeff Bezos pops up and he's like, give me a (laughs) (laughs) five So they've got they've got Christmas vacation. They've got Die Hard too, but not Die Hard. Weirdly, uh, they've got Scrooged. They got they've got Christmas with the fr- the Cranks, but Netflix also has Christmas with the Cranks.
0: Mm, that's not that's unusual.
1: Yeah, and then they've also got The Holiday. The
0: Holiday is
1: awful. That's. No, I'm not seeing. Charlotte loves that film. The only part of that film I give a crap about is the the old writer man who wants to, who. Everybody's forgotten yeah, about. I
0: think just awful and i hate jack black but i would rather have just watched a movie about jack black and kate winslet's awkward romance than Hmm. pretend to care about cameron diaz like i just i just can't (laughs) just i find her so irritating Um, and she played the same character that she plays in every single movie
1: (laughs) um and then prime has also got what which is Weirdly, become one of my favorite Christmas movies in the last few years, which was the night before.
0: Oh, is that that one? It's um, James Franco and Seth. No, not James Franco. It's, Seth rogan Anthony Mackie, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. No Even
0: Even a- Anthony Mackie doesn't. No, I no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch it.
1: <laughs> oh you just not an Anthony no, Mackie? I love a- fan? Anthony a...
0: Mackie. He would be oh, the only okay. reason I would watch it, and it's not enough of a reason to watch uh... it. <laughs>
1: No, I'm, I'm a fan, I'm into it. I don't know what it is about it. It is also, you could argue it's a bit of a Christmas Carol film and just for like one random reason. um, oh, What's his name is in it as well? Why oh, have I forgotten his name? The baddie from Shape of Water.
0: Oh, um, Michael Shannon.
1: Yeah, he's in it as well. It's random. <laughs> yeah. But there's something about it, like It's just it's a nice kind of adult Christmas film. It's got your, just your classic Sarah and dick and drug jokes. But then it's also just a nice story about pre-friends having to like grow up and leave their sort of past behind, and yeah, it's just a fun, a fun movie, some decent jokes, and it speaks to me on a weird <laughs> level that I, I don't even think I've, I've figured out myself yet.
0: <laughs> well, we got completely sidetracked there, uh, so <laughs> as as we like to do. Um, but yeah, so I think just to kind of finish off with kind of streaming platforms and what they're offering this christmas i'm gonna i'm always gonna punt for disney plus i always feel like disney plus has well not even disney plus like i always feel like i get a more wholesome christmas movie if i'm watching a disney movie but that's me i'm a complete disney nerd so what do we think do you prefer netflix or disney plus
1: uh between those two and disney plus but then Purely based on Christmas Vacation, Scrooge, and The Night Before, I'd probably, if I could only have one of the three, I'd probably go mm-hmm. Prime. If I could only have one of Netflix or Disney Plus, I'd probably go Disney Plus just because they got The Santa Claus and yeah. Home Alone. There's nothing on Netflix that I'm like, I can't live without that at Christmas. And if, if Jingle Jangle Christmas and Christmas Chronicles are, they, are them trying to pump their sort of originals into it because they can't get the big ones, then it's not doing yeah. much for me there.
0: Yeah. Well, if we're going to round off there, um, I'm just going to say thanks again, Kevin, for having a chat with me and, as usual, us kind of spraffin, <laughs> as I said. <laughs> um, I think with the new year coming, yeah, I'd I'd really like to do... I'd kind of like to do more... I feel like the last kind of two things we've done have been quite kid-friendly, so I'd like to do something mm-hmm. a bit deeper, so... I'd also like to put out the idea that you pick the next theme, Kevin.
1: I'm bad at picking well, things. Well, y-
0: you have to f- help me. You <laughs> have to pick things. <laughs> so pick anything. And also, again, as I said at the beginning, you can find it. Um, you can find me on Facebook. I am Danny B. I'm also on Instagram under the same name. Drop me a message if there's anything new that you're wanting me to review or that you're maybe not sure about yourself even if you've just got a comment about what we've said is, do you like Noel? Do you prefer Jingle Jangle? Is there something else that we've not watched that you would like us to cover? Just.
1: Are you, are you in the majority of people that seems to hate Noel and it's only and you that like it?
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe we're the, we're the 6.3. <laughs> everybody else, everybody else is like the other majority. that's like, Ugh. Uh, so yeah, just drop me a line. And, and Kevin, is there anything you want to plug?
1: Uh, No. You probably won't be able to find me anywhere. Just, just leave me alone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, <laughs> that, that rounds that up. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, on that happy
1: note, <laughs> go, go follow, yeah, go
0: follow Dan. <laughs> on that happy note, um, we shall see you probably in the new year, if not before. And thanks very much for listening. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>
2: Bye.